Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. everybody and welcome to another episode of rain delay theater the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games i'm jeremy dionisio and i'm jack swakowski this is episode number 176 uh and we are recapping two games that we went to uh in uh on uh, back-to-back days uh september 16th and september 17th 2022 where we saw the colorado rockies take on the chicago cubs at wrigley field um but before we get into that all of that Let's uh, do a couple of 176 guys. Jack, go ahead. Uh, yeah, mine is going to be Don Money, uh, oh, cool. the former Milwaukee Brewer, longtime yeah. Milwaukee Brewer, uh, third baseman. Uh, he was also a longtime uh, b- manager for the Beloit Snappers as well. Um, nice. He uh, he hit 176 home runs in his career, uh, and, and by the time he was managing the Snappers when I saw him in the late 90s, he is just kind of a crusty old baseball guy. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, I think um, I think we've parked in the Don Money lot before, Jack. Oh, have we? Does he have like, his own lot? Yeah, like at, at uh, AmFam Field, they yeah, have... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Like the, the Hank Aaron lot and the whatever uh, <laughs> Jim Gantner lot. I don't know if there's a Jim Gantner lot, but there's a. am pretty sure I've parked in the Don Money lot before. Yeah, you know, you know, Jeremy, I wonder what the the threshold is for like getting your own parking lot. Did you just did you just have to be on the 1982 Brewers? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think, um, yeah. I it should be like it should be. You know, the the thing with parking is it's you always have to try to remember where you parked. It should be like guys with like memorable names, but uh, <laughs> you know, Don Money Don Money has a certain ring to it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, his last name is Money. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, his nickname was Brooks. I don't. I don't understand that. His full name was Donald Wayne Money. So, you know, maybe they called him Brooks because he played third base. Like, in, yeah. in I, I don't know if he was a, you know, particularly lauded fielder. Uh, he did make four All Star teams, which is pretty cool. Um, his best year uh, was nineteen seventy. Uh, what the hell is it? Nineteen seventy seven. It looks like played in one hundred fifty two games, twenty five home runs, eighty three RBIs, and a two seventy nine average. Um, you know, definitely a, a guy who was just sort of lost for the ages, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I feel like there's, a just a certain point, um, and we'll talk about a few of these coaches later for the Rockies where like, you know, you just, you stay in baseball, uh, long enough and you just, you, you, you become a lifer and you, and you can't get out. And that was, uh, yeah. that, that was definitely Don Money, um, when I, when I saw him managing the snappers. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, yeah, uh, he he seemed to have a his yeah his his strongest run was like those mid seventies, and I was wondering maybe they ran into like the buzzsaw the Brewers ran into the buzzsaw of the Oakland A's of those years, but uh, mm-hmm. it looks like the Brewers were not very good in the in during the times of Don Money. So he was he was probably his talent was maybe lost on some like underachieving Brewers teams of the seventies. Right, true, and then uh, and I think he was probably replaced by Sal Bando as well, because I think Bando came over to the Brewers uh, around that time too. Um, uh, that being said, uh, you know, D- Jeremy didn't um, one time whoever that uh, manager was for South Bend. Uh, what's his name? Is he still managing there? 
Um, he's actually managing uh, Myrtle Beach now. Uh, is it Buddy Bailey? Is that his name? Yeah, Buddy Bailey. Didn't you run into Buddy Bailey at like a uh, like the All Star Game, the Midwest League All Star Game, and he he said that he'd rather be out on a lake than managing in that All Star Game. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Is that did I, did I say that? That yeah. Yeah. That, that's ringing a bell. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, yeah, at some point for these guys, it, it truly does just turn into a job and uh, and not much else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's Don Money for you. All right, very nice, Jack. Um, that's good. I, you know, I, I didn't know anything about Don Money, so that's cool. I, I sometimes I, I would, he sounds like Don Money almost sounds like a pitcher's name. Um, so like even just learning that he was a position player is uh, informative. So that's good. Um, mm-hmm. My guy, Jack, is um, <clears throat> Dave Steeb. Oh yeah, sure. Um, definitely uh, a little before my time, but of course know the name. Yeah, I don't remember if we've talked about Dave Steve on this podcast or if we talked I, I about think him. We a lot. have. I think you've brought him up before. Okay. Yeah. So he, um, uh, most known as a Blue Jay for sure, pitched from 1979 um, to '93, and then he came back after a five-year absence, which we could talk about here in a second. But uh, mostly a Blue Jay. Um, had four games with the White Sox in '93, and then. Uh, retired at that point um but uh was a lights out pitcher in like the 80s um he is most known for so he won 176 games um made uh let's see how many all-stars seven times all-star uh won the era title um in 1985 Uh, but what he's most known for is um losing three no hitters with two outs in the ninth Mm. um which is just brutal um and thank God he he actually got one um, eventually in 1990. But um, on September 24th and 30th of 1988, Steve had no hitters broken up with two outs and two strikes in the top of the ninth in two consecutive starts. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah, that's like John Vandermeer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he also took a no hitter into the ninth inning in a 1985 game. Um, and it was broken up by back to back homers. Uh, as he was taken out, um, he had a perfect game broken up with two outs in the ninth in 1989, um, and that was his third one. And then eventually uh, in 1990, he he got the the no hitter, uh, but then devo- developed some injuries, um, shoulder and back injuries. Um, he it's kind of sad, like he he barely played in like '92, um, but got a ring for the Blue Jays uh, that year. Um, and then uh, left uh, the team, uh, played four, four games for the White Sox, which, while I think the, Bru- the Blue Jays were winning their second World Series, I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, yep. um, and uh, and then had to retire. So I, I don't know. I mean, like, he had a great career, but there's definitely some, like, really dark moments in his career. Um, and then in 1998, after five-year hiatus from baseball, Steve returned to the Blue Jays and pitched 19 games, three starts, going one for two with a 4.83 ERA. So that's pretty crazy too. Five years later, he came back. Um, I don't really remember that, but um, yeah. So you know, I, I wonder what I, I he he doesn't seem to be around baseball much um, these days. Uh, so I just I, I'd love to hear like an interview with him or something like just to hear what like what his disposition is these days if he's like kind of broken by all of this or like still looks back fine because he overall he had a great career but um and he he, it's like you know hitting throwing a no hitter is awesome but when you were so close on so many other ones you just wonder how it feels um and then um 
Yeah, kind of even the 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 Blue Jays World Series runs, I feel like he's kind of like a footnote in those. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, the way Frank Thomas was for the uh, 05 White Sox. So, yeah. Yeah, I, or uh, or Starlin Castro was for the Cubs. <laughs> I, I mean, he wasn't on he wasn't on the Cubs when they won, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Um uh, they probably threw. I mean, the, the Cubs seem to have given. They gave all old players who didn't win World Series, uh, World Series with their teams uh, rings. So, um, at least the, the notable guys. But anyway, um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to hear about Dave Steve. I don't. I haven't seen him like resurface like in like a booth interview. Maybe he's been like on a Blue Jays broadcast at some point over the years. But I, I I've, I've missed it if if that's the case. So um, yeah. But uh, Dave Steve. I mean, like that is crazy to like. To, to go to get two outs in uh in the ninth two consecutive starts and then lose them just to do that is crazy and then to lose them both is just like just astounding so um yeah that's uh that's dave steeb nice i wonder if he texted dylan cease a couple weeks ago when yeah. cease lost one maybe yeah Probably he not he he's from carbondale illinois so he went to southern illinois and nice. so I I assume he probably grew up a White Sox fan, and that's why mm-hmm. he like went to the White Sox that last year. And so maybe he does uh, actually like pay attention to the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and definitely a White Sox move to pick him up for part of part of one season. Yeah, exactly. Um, just a salvage case. So anyway, so that's Dave Steve. Um, but uh, we have a lot to talk about here, Jack. So we, do. Um, we should get right to it. Um. We were originally going to do just the Friday, um, September 16th, uh, Rockies-Cubs game. Um, but during the game, I actually got an email f- or from uh, from my uh, job offering free tickets for the next day. So we decided to uh, make that also part of the docket. So we're doing both here, but uh, we have two... Two games to talk about and two bus hangs to talk about. So. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy, you talk about like crossing the threshold. I, I think just the very fact that you know going to multiple games, multiple games uh, within a week span, uh, oftentimes on consecutive days, uh, and even doing bus hangs on consecutive days, like that. You know, there's, um, you know, th- th- that's that's not normal. Um, no. But uh, <laughs> but I'm fine with it. Well, real quick, just I know we got a lot to talk about, but real quick. I, I actually like was feeling like fitter. Like I was feeling like my shirt, like some of my shirts were fitting better and I was feeling a little more like trim and I'm like, what, sure. what, what's been happening? Like, I feel like I haven't been eating any better than I normally do. And then it occurred <laughs> to me, it's like, we ate, we went to like five, what was it? Jack? Was it five games in or five games? Yeah, it was in, like five, five games in a span of eight days. Cause it was like, yeah. it was from Wednesday till the next Saturday. Yeah, and then I went. I went on Sunday as well. Jesus, yeah. yeah um, you did. So I'm and and so where I park my car is a, is about a mile away from Wrigley Field. So you figure like walking two miles, um, you know, and then and then like I feel like once you get into Wrigley and you walk up to the seats, that's kind of you're getting kind of close to like almost like two miles each way. So I'm like I I I I probably walked like you know three and a half miles like for whatever five days six days over like a nine day period like that's more exercise than i'm used to um so there's that and then also I've, i feel like i've been roasted in the sun from standing out uh pre-game trying to get autographs which we'll talk about so I, i'm like it's transformed me physically <laughs> going to these games yeah i was gonna say, it's, it's like a new type of exercise regimen to match match like crossfit you know yeah just um just graphing. going to these baseball games. Yeah, to say nothing of, like, uh, the cardio you did when you chased down Hermosillo. So, like... <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, so, that... 
that that boosted me up to a new uh you know starting time in a in a marathon so yeah that's <laughs> um cool. yeah so it was uh it was great um uh i uh, we we came to the games um separately so i met you at the seats both times uh when i came into the stadium for the friday game the first game we went to this week uh, uh the previous week when we were going to the games against the reds i had actually gotten dinged at security um yeah. and i don't know why uh, I, I suspect it was because like my my pe- you know the the graphite on my pencil was sticking out and maybe that picked up a, maybe it picked up as a sharp sharp object because I, yeah. I think the sensors that they use I don't know what exactly they sense but they can sense like weapons whether that's something sharp or whatever uh, when I got dinged the guy asked me he's like any sharp objects I should know about um, I said you know it was kind of a douchey thing to say but I was just yeah, like no, I was gonna say really. like did he pick that up did he watch an episode of cops or something that's like what <laughs> the cops say when they pull someone yeah. over um, yeah so so anyway I, you know I ended I got through security that time and so I came in on Friday and uh, you know I was just like looking a little uh, I just like sort of put my head down and I, I put my mouth in that like un- non-threatening like per- pursed my lips together type of position and I just kind of nodded my head and looked down and then you know I passed through security and I got through and the lady who was working security um, was like don't look so down and I, at first I didn't hear it because it was by my bad ear so I, I went what and she goes you look so down like don't look so sad and then I, I shrugged and I went hey I mean we're under 500 um so yeah i role played as a cubs fan i don't know why i could have just laughed off her comment like i had to find some reason to justify like why i was trying to look like nondescript and so i i was like ah you know we're we're under 500 as if like somebody walking into the cubs stadium would be looking really depressed just because the team sucks yeah, but still trotting out there and going every game, but just sad <laughs> that they're underperforming. That's really that's pretty funny, Jack. Uh, yeah. Good, good. I mean, first, good uh, thinking on your toes, but also just right. funny for you to like assume, yeah, that that like that mindset. <laughs> yeah, it was very, uh, it was very, very strange, um, and and also just like uh, like like bad logic on my part to think that anybody would be sad walking into a stadium because their team their team stinks. But so yeah. yeah, anyway, Jeremy, you didn't get to see it, but uh, for a moment I did role play as a Cubs fan, so it was a it was a strange uh, it was a strange fit for me. Well, and that is why I cast Jack in every single production I put on these days. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, right, right. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Well, that uh, that's good. Actually, Jack. Again, we don't have time to be inserting new things here, but just real quick, I was um, d- driving through like a week or two ago, like uh, at some like Taco Bell to get some food or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, I was like waiting in the uh, in the in the drive-through line, and I like took I picked up like a napkin. And I was kind of like wiping my like the corner of my eye, like because I don't know my like I was like sweating or something. I was just like dabbing mm-hmm. some sweat off my face or something like that. Yeah. And the woman, like it was in that moment where after I paid, but I'm waiting to get my food and she was kind of sure. standing in the window and I did that. And she goes like, Oh, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you got me or something. I don't even know. I didn't have a, a, a quick reaction for that, but it was just like, Man, come on, man. Like, you know, don't let, let's keep this transactional. It's like I'm already ashamed of myself for getting this food. It was weird. So, yeah, that was a weird one. Um, yeah, and if you told her the truth, like, oh, I was just wiping some sweat off my eye, like, then, you right. know, then you're going to sound like a tough guy trying to cover up the fact that he was crying. Right. I know that that's talk talk about gaslighting. It's like you you deny you 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 know, you deny it, you sound guilty and you accept it, you sound guilty. So, right. I don't know. Um Anyway, uh, 
so so yeah so um so while Jack was uh, <laughs> was living out uh you know a Cubs uh you know a diehard fan um I was uh I was living it out as well by um uh being like down by the left field line the left field foul line the third third base line um trying to get autographs pre-game so um real quick we should mention this um I, I did a test run of this at the south bend cubs game that i went to uh last week but um which yeah so i also went to a south bend cubs game in between all that too <laughs> um uh but uh i i made like a book i like took like a sketchbook and i took like photo corners and i made myself like an autograph book just like the autograph freaks had back like all the way back to the beloit game in season one that we did in 2018 i had myself a book um and uh, mounted a bunch of cards. Um, I, I think I took a lesson from losing the Christopher Morrell card, um, so I wanted to kind of clean up my act a little bit. So I had this book in tow, and it worked out really great in South Bend. I got uh, 15 autographs, I think, mm-hmm. uh, that day on cards, which was really exciting. So I had the I had the book out now uh, at the Cubs game. So I had I I, I like pretty much grabbed a card for every cub and every rocky on the roster and uh set out to to get autos um i was i was like pre-game down the line and uh, i was able to get uh manny rodriguez uh pre-game and uh, i also got sean newcomb too uh and the interesting thing about the sean newcomb thing is that the next day he got dfa'd or after the game he got dfa'd so like i i maybe i maybe am like the last cubs autograph he'll ever sign huh. um, Maybe major league autograph too. I don't know if that guy, he's young enough, but he he's not performed well, so I'm not sure he'll probably be in in camp with somebody. But but yeah, mm-hmm. it was crazy. They DFA'd him the next day, uh, both on rookie cards, which was pretty exciting. Um, so so yeah, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, so got those guys on on card autographs, which is pretty cool. Um, pre-game though, uh, another guy who walked by who definitely did not sign for me was Hayden Wesneski. Um, so we haven't really talked about Hayden Wesneski too much, uh, I don't think, on this podcast. But uh, he's up with the big league club. He's made a couple appearances. We will um, In game two we talk about, he actually started that game. Yep. But this game he was not starting. He was uh, patrolling the sidelines, though, walking around like he owned the damn place, kind of like Papelbag uh, during mm-hmm. that Cole Hamill's no-hitter in 2015. But Wesneski, he, there's just, he's got this like body language to him that just looks like a complete douchebag. Um just like walking like broad shoulders in the air, like 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 shoulders like high, and like and uh, just like looking around, kind of like aloof and like just waiting for someone to like fuck with him or something, so he could like kick their ass or something. Um, and uh, if you don't know, I mean, it's better not to know. Actually, I was reading uh, like Cubs Twitter, and they were saying like, "Oh, I'm so glad Hayden Wesneski doesn't have a Twitter account." Yep, no no Twitter account for Hayden Wesneski. Nothing to see there, like because he doesn't have one. So if you don't know about Hayden Wisniewski's Twitter account yet, uh, just pretend like it doesn't exist because you're probably not going to want to uh, to know about it um, if you want to like the guy. But so he does have a Twitter account and it's not great. Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. But, uh, okay. But yeah, Cubs Twitter Cubs Twitter is like is like denying that he has a Twitter account. So sure, there's nothing okay. to uh, implicate him on. But uh, but yeah, so he's not. Uh, he does not seem like a great guy. Um, seems like a pretty good pitcher, but not a great guy. Um, I guess the, the, they, you know, they don't have to be, uh, they don't both have to be true, but, uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, so he was walking around and, um, some kid was standing behind the Cubs dugout 
and was Nesky, and he was like this this fucking kid was like only trying to get a ball. Like he wasn't actually trying to get autographs. Maybe he was trying to get the ball first and then autographs. But so I think he kept asking players who walked by for a ball. And like it's like I think he would have had a better chance of getting their autograph than getting a ball because I feel like he kept getting denied. And so he's standing there. Wisniewski comes in and like is starting to go down like the steps to the dugout, which is like right below where this kid is standing. And I hear the kid go like, hey, can I get a ball? And like Wisniewski like either heard didn't hear him or pretended to not hear him. And he kind of like leans in like like an asshole, like like make making this face. And he goes like, what was that, Tiger? And uh, I swear to God, that's what he said. I, I like it's like I didn't I can't 100 percent confirm that that's what he said, but it's it sounded like what he said. And it sounded like something he would say based on his disposition. But he's like, what was that, Tiger? And and this is like a little kid. Like, it's like I can see if I asked that for that him fucking with me, like I feel sure. like that would make sense. Maybe. Um, yeah. God forbid. It's, like, if it's I... like when when William Regal used to call people sunshine. <laughs> sure. That's a wrestling uh, reference, but old old reference, but uh, kind of you know, kind of in the same vein. If he would have said it to you, is that like that's Lord Stephen Regal too, isn't it? Yeah, Lord Stephen Regal. Okay, yep, yep, same page. Um, he uh, so he um, I was gonna say, God forbid, I asked him for an autograph. He probably would have like publicly shamed me. Like, how old are you? You fucking loser. Like, he right. would have. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever ask that guy for an autograph, even if I'm one on one. But um, so he goes like, "What was that, Tiger?" And uh, the kid says, "Can I? Can you get me a ball, or can I have a ball?" And I, and he goes like, "I no, I can't. I I can't help you with that." But he said it like almost like, "I'm not gonna waste my time." That that it was you know that's that was the subtext of what he said. Like, no, sure. I I can't help you with that. Like sure. just like fuck you. And it was like. Jeez, I mean, like you could have just said sorry, kid, or something. Like you know, like he was really, like he really, like it seemed like he took pleasure in like kind of humiliating this kid, and it's just like, Ugh. right, yikes! And, like this guy, and this guy's only been up for like two weeks in the major leagues, yeah. yep. And so, like, I have a feeling that Hayden Wisniewski long term is going to be a problem um, for like fan relations, and it's maybe why the Yankees were willing to, to trade trade him away. I mean, like a twenty, I don't know how old he's, twenty four. 23 24 year old like uh like pretty promising pitcher on this on the on the verge of making his major league debut and the the Yankees just trade him for like a, a middle Scott reliever. Scott Ross, right? Yeah, in the Scott Ross trade and it's like there's got to be another reason why they were so willing to get rid of this guy and I think we're we're going to find out why. So you heard it here first folks. Um uh, of course, if you saw his Twitter, you you, you heard it here second. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's that's was Nesky, and we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, spoiler alert: he pitched a great game. Uh, yeah, he looked. This, I mean, he looked really good. Yeah, yeah. He's he looked one thousand percent major league ready and like rotation ready for next year. It's like he's mm-hmm. in the rotation for next year, like no doubt about it. I feel. Um, so, so yeah, but anyway, it's, uh, it's going to be a complicated relationship, I think with, with Nesky and Cubs fans, uh, unless mm-hmm. you're of a certain ilk, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, another thing that happened, uh, while, uh, I was waiting for Jack to get there cause I got there a good hour and 20 minutes before Jack got there, I would say just roasting in the sun, trying to get autographs. Um, you know, you never know when you get that close, if the ushers are going to let you get down there. Um, so, um, I was down there and I was kind of waiting to get kicked out, especially because I had the book and a Sharpie. Um, and the, the usher lady came up to me. She was an older lady, um, but she was actually super nice. And she came up to me and she's like, 
hey, hello. She's like, hey, listen, I know you're on a mission, but um, I just want to say, like, I just like want to ask you, like, if you could please sit down um, until you go up and get an autograph, just so the people behind you can see. And I was like, oh, well, that was uh, unexpected. I thought she was going to kick me out, but she she acknowledged that <laughs> that she knew that I, you know. She knew that I knew that that she knew that I was, you know, getting and getting autographs. And um, she's like, it was basically just like, cool, just don't block anyone's view, which which actually is great, because I, I figured if I sat down, they would kick me out. But she sure. told me to sit down. So so that was cool. Um, so so, yeah. So, um, you know, but but pregame, um, I almost got Wilson Contreras, but he, he kind of stopped signing. There was kind of a mob scene around him. But uh, Rodriguez and uh, um, Sean Newcomb were pretty cool to get. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that happened. Um, at this point now I started heading back to my seat and I think Jack and I just decided to, uh, meet at our seats. Um, Jack, there is, I don't know if you've ever seen me do this before, but like when we go out like two baseball games to get a drink, whatever, there's an app called swarm used to be called Foursquare. Are you familiar with this? Oh, sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you can check in on this app. You check in where you are. I mean, uh, it's a great way for the uh, NSA to track where you're, where you are at any given time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not wearing the foil helmet, the the tin foil hat. Uh, maybe Hayden Wisniewski probably wouldn't want to um, <laughs> would want to be on this app. But I don't really care. I like to use it because I can keep track of where I've been and how long I've how long it's been since I've been there. But I try to check in every time I go to Wrigley Field. And one of the perks of when you check in is if you like check in the most of somebody um it used to be of all time but now it's within like 30 days if you check in the most within 30 days you become the mayor of that location and i checked in jack uh on foursquare or swarm at wrigley and i it, it, the thing popped up and it's like congratulations you've unseated so and so as and you're now the mayor of wrigley field so oh my uh my god man so you're talking to the mayor of wrigley field right here as far as the swarm app goes Jesus Christ! I mean, that that's pretty significant, man. I mean, you, you know, you're talking to a, about a park where you know forty thousand people go, and there's there's a lot of season ticket holders. Yeah. And you're the you're the mayor over the last thirty days. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, it used to be cumulative over the entire history, and then I think they figured like, oh, if someone's been doing it forever, they'll they'll never get unseated, which is kind sure. of part of it. But um, so they they do it every thirty days or what, or like within thirty days. But but yeah, like. I mean, it makes sense. I think I've, I think I checked in like nine times over the last month or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but, uh, you know, and also swarm is not being used that much these days. Like back in like 2010 or something, it was, it was pretty big, but so there's less people using it nowadays. Um, but, uh, there's still a fair amount. My wife uses it. My sister-in-law uses it. Um, so there's still some people that use it. And again, like I said, I like to use it just, uh, because when I travel, you know, like I like to, I can go back and look to see what restaurant I went to or what bar I went to or something. So, it, I find it actually useful. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor, baby. Uh, was this um, uh, was this on Friday that this happened? It, it was on Friday, yeah. So I was able to kind of stack some check-ins. I was gonna say it. you went to two games after that, so did, you know. Yeah. And I think are they on the road this week? They are, yeah. All right, so you're gonna have that title for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, it's it. We'll see if it if I get unseated over the next homestand, but I think we're going to be going at least one game during the next homestand. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. 
Well, congr- right. congratulations, Jeremy. Um, Thank let's you. hope your t- let's hope your term lasts for a you know at least at least a month now. Yeah, hey, who knows, man? Maybe it'll last in the, in the next season. That's you know, Jack. That is what my hope is. I'm hoping that I can close out the season as the mayor of Wrigley Field. That would be pretty cool. And like, it's funny because I went <laughs> I went to the game last week uh, or, or Sunday with um my my um my my uh my wife and her sister, and uh, she was like. You should get something for that. And I was like, I was almost tempted to go to fan services and show them, like, be like, "Hey, I'm the mayor. Can I get like a free baseball or something?" But, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That's uh, that that's amazing. Well, yeah, it's it, I think it's definitely something to shoot for. You should uh, you should tweet that out. Um, you know, if if you're able to hold the title uh, at the end of the season. True. Yeah, I should. I yeah. I mean, geez, throw me two tickets. Like, what's the big? Di- there there. You know, there's there's like. 12,000 empty seats at every game these days. So it's like, yeah, they could throw yeah. me two tickets. Jeez. Let's you, let's you throw out the first pitch, man. That's, you know? that's what my sister-in-law <laughs> suggested. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I, I like it. Um, yeah. that's, that sounds good to me. Um, so we were, uh, we were in the right field seats for, uh, for, for this, uh, this game. Um, down the right field line. Uh, there was this, uh, uh, there, there was a lot of open space around us. Um, but still it's a Cubs game. So, you know, there, there were people here and there. Um, there was this one, uh, just, they were idiots in general. Um, they, uh, and I think it was more the dad who was the, uh, the idiot, but he, um, he, he, you know, they, they walked in and then I think they got kicked out of some seats and then they, uh, no, Jack, they didn't even get kicked out. They, they, they went to sit down. They went, they, they passed us and we saw them and they sat down in a section to our right, like. Just, just completely like out of our zone, like just in a whole nother section, and then they they got up and got food, and then they came back, and then they sat like in front of us as if like they didn't know. Like I felt like they couldn't find their old seats, and they didn't know where they were, and so they then they they just like sat in front of us. Yeah, like, uh, so they sat in front of us, and then they, they got kicked out of those seats, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the, I think uh, they went they went to sit there, and then someone was like, "There's people sitting there." Yeah. And then yeah. when 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 the when they said that like when the people said that to them like the dad like he kind of like looked at him and he he like he winked and he said something and then they <laughs> they went up like two they went up two rows. The dad had a he had a very Bob Hoskins vibe about him. Like he was just uh he was just like a little short stocky guy with a beard and and glasses. Um uh yeah, it was just a, it was just a weird vibe and then they went to sit down and you know nothing really happened for the rest of the game, but did, it was like it have... was like they'd never been to a stadium before. No, it seems like they didn't understand like even like basic seating layout. Like it's like seat 1 2 3 4 row 1 2. Th- it's like they it seemed like they were at like a fucking like you know, high school basketball game where you could just sit wherever or something like and they just they was completely lost uh and it was just like and Again, one of those things where like they're standing in the middle of an aisle trying to figure out where to go. Like the 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 mom and the and the daughter were like um like standing in the aisle like and they expected the dad to be behind them, but then the dad like went like to a whole another section and he's like he was like waving them over and it's like they were already in those seats, but somehow he was like waving them over to to where he was. Um, the daughter, I, I was trying to think about who the daughter reminded me of, she, and she was like an older. She was probably like in her like late twenties, I would say. She, she um, reminded me a little, actually, a little bit of like uh, I don't know, maybe like Zoe Deschanel or something. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, that that I think that's that's probably pretty fair. I was, um, I was trying to think of the name of the the lady I was trying to think of, but like the the Chiquita Banana lady, I think it's because of what she was wearing. She was wearing like 
I feel like she was wearing like a yellow top and like a green skirt or something. Like some, just she, she was wearing like very like like bright colors. And uh, so Carmen Miranda is who I was trying to think of. I think okay. she's the lady who did the Chiquita Banana song or something. Or she wears like fruit on the top of her head. Um, so like I don't know. I was I was getting like a strong Carmen Miranda vibe from her, but. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, they 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 disappeared ultimately. But it was just like for a minute, it was like, why are you blocking our seat? Why you know again? Just why are you blocking us? Like you don't know where you're going. Just go somewhere where you're not blocking people until you figure out what you're doing. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, de- definitely. Um, thankfully, they finally <clears throat> did. Uh, uh, we we th- we saw a couple of weird. Um, uh, so so the two the two guys who uh, did like the uh, the the travel thing the airplane thing I, I think it's what 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 airline is it sponsored American by Airlines. Jeremy American Airlines yeah so they have the little Q and A with the player like you know what do you like do you sit in the middle seat uh, what do you bring with you when you travel um, etc uh you know and favorite place to travel david david bodie's favorite place to travel was uh italy so he could what so we could drink wine and and something else what was it yeah it was like uh yeah i, I think drink wine like whatever yeah and wh- what did you speculate about his travels to italy well i i thought uh i i, I um speculated that possibly he he traveled to italy in march or february of 2020 um there seemed to be some bad things going down uh, around that time, maybe he was at a uh, a, a large soccer game um, that uh, became a super spreader event. Um, but you know, I digress. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just based on maybe some of his his leanings, I think maybe 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 he wished he was there. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't get there, but he wished he was just right, to be part of the festivities. Sure. Um, yeah, and what Patrick Wisdom was the next day, and, and really, you know, uh, I'll just I'll just say this now, uh, even though it happened in the next game, uh, the, the the famous person that he would like to travel with, um, I mean, we remember Seiya Suzuki's was Beyonce, um, and actually this looks funnier in retrospect that he said that because like he could have said anybody, he didn't have to say Beyonce, um, still funny. <laughs> um, Patrick Wisdom's was he, he would like to travel to the White House with Abe Lincoln. Um, <laughs> that's it's just a weird answer. Um, yeah. Just what a what a like what a square guy like you want to meet you want to meet Abe Lincoln and go to the White House like that's that's a weird answer kind of smacks of someone who doesn't know anything else about history like presidential history <laughs> like he probably doesn't even know George Washington so he's like uh who's a president uh Abraham Lincoln you know right. I don't know but uh, but yeah that uh, he's also a volunteer winemaker to uh, uh, Patrick Wisdom. Which, right. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess. Yeah. Him. Him and Bodie have a lot in common. Um. You know, if they both if they both like wine. Um, yeah. And some you know, other things. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. So we uh we there was a proposal um uh to our left a couple sections to our left in the top of the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. It it was one of those things where we were watching the game. It was right in the middle of the inning. Um, and, uh, all of yeah. a sudden people started applauding and, uh, sure enough, you know, you turned around and, uh, there was a, a proposal going on. Um, it, it was like complete, it's, it was completely like removed of any sort of fanfare whatsoever. Like it was, there was no thing on the board. There was no like, um, you know, it wasn't like during the time where like they usually do those things. It, it, there there's no camera on them. Uh, it just happened. It's like. The Marcus Stroman threw like like got a one and one count to like the leadoff hitter, and the guy's like, "Oh, okay, that's my cue." Like, he goes like one, you know, he goes like uh, one one with Jonathan Jonathan Daza, and then he's like, "All right, this is it, perfect time," and then he like proposes to her like while the gameplay is happening on the field, and it was just like, what a weird, 
like what a weird time to do it. Maybe the guy was like trying to wait later, and he's like, I just, I can't take the the pressure anymore, and then did it. But uh, it was, you know, there he had they had one guy recording it, and then the people around them clapped. But it was just so randomly placed. Yeah, I mean, um, if I was proposed to in that fashion, and you know, I I know this goes against societal norms, but if I was proposed to, I'd be <laughs> kind of pissed. I I would want them to do it like between innings because I I wouldn't want to miss any of the game. <laughs> of course. I mean, yes, even even uh, like anyone who who's, doesn't even care about the game, I feel like would be pissed. It's like you couldn't have gotten it on the board. You couldn't have like like contacted like Marquee and maybe they put a camera there or something like, you know, just anything like, um, yeah, I feel I definitely feel like if you're going to do that, you got to go all out. Otherwise, like, what's the point? Um, right. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, yeah. Uh, just one of those things, I guess. And well, she said she said yes, so she good said for yes, uh, I think. good for them. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, later, Connor, yeah, later on yeah. in the game, Jack. Uh, um, I guess it was the top of the seventh inning. Um, <clears throat> Connor Joe was uh, the DH that day, and um, Stroman was pitching, and he got uh, hit uh, by a pitch. Um, and uh, I overheard someone behind me. I wasn't. I was wasn't sure if I was gonna like you know make a note of this or not. But I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm gonna make a note of this. But, like I heard some guy just yell like, "Charge him! Charge him! I want to see a brawl!" <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, asshole! Fuck you! Fuck you!" First of all, what you want to see like. I mean, I guess this is called boxing, but like you, you want to see these people like fight each other for your own personal amusement. Like you, you, you're <laughs> contributing nothing to the game and like, you know, brawls happen in baseball, but, uh, I think they're a little outdated and like, it's a little barbaric and mostly baseball is not really that bar was not really barbaric. So that right there is, is off, but it's like, fuck you. Like you want to, you want them to fight for you. Like, how about you go down there and then like step in, like in between the two of them and get involved in the fight. Then, then maybe like, you know, you'll earn some sort of like, you know, stake in, in the goings on, but it's like, fuck you. You want to see him fight. And like, also it's like, okay, so you want to see maybe Marcus Stroman get injured. You want to see like, uh, I don't know who was the catcher. It was, was PJ Higgins, the catcher that day. Like you want to see uh, him. Yes. It was Gomes, yeah. You want to see oh, it was Gomes, Gomes, like Higgins caught the second one, yeah. Yeah, you want to see like Gomes take a cheap shot by some by like the third man in, like fuck you, like what a what a piece of trash, like I want to see a brawl. It's like fuck you, go home yeah, and like I, watch, you know, order UFC then if that's what you want, dude. Right, yeah. I mean that that's like people going to a race a race car event to to see a crash. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, if you're a you know if if you're presumably a Cubs fan. Uh, you know, or you're at a Cubs game with a rooting interest for that team. You know, maybe maybe you want if a Cubs player is hit, you want the right. Cubs player to charge the mound to get some revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're just you're just like out for bl- like blood. It's just like bloodlust. You just want to see a, see a fight. So yeah, that's silly. I, I don't think. Also, don't think it's the first time we've been at a game for this podcast and a guy's gotten hit and somebody's yelled charge him. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I I, I think there's. I, Jack, would you would you bet that like at every base every single baseball game like let's just say on the major league level where a guy gets hit by a pitch, there's got to be at least one person in the stadium that says charge him, don't you think? Yeah, I would I would say even for close calls like at at yeah. every game like charge him is said at least once. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. You know, with like twenty to thirty thousand people at most games, there's got to be one asshole who says it every game. <laughs> 
But uh, and we just happened to be sitting by the one uh, this day. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Uh, there was no uh, brawl, and that guy, you know, must have been pretty sad about it. He just had to sit right. there and watch baseball for three more innings. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, one thing that was cool, uh, Jack, is we saw the major league debut of Jared Young, uh, longtime Cubs uh, minor league property. Um, he got called up uh, after uh, Rafael Ortega went on the IL. Um, and, uh, he, he made his debut. So it's cool to see his debut and, uh, he got a double in the eighth inning for his first major league hit. Yeah, that was a, it was a nice hit too. Um, and he, yeah. he played in the second game we went to on Saturday and he also, he got another nice double. So we saw him get two doubles. Um, he was probably two for eight or two for nine, uh, over those two games. Uh, saw him, saw him play first base, made a remark when he threw his first infield during the warmups. Uh, he knew he was pretty excited. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. It's always, it's always cool to see a guy make his major league debut. If you go to a game in September, um, you know, the odds are actually pretty good that you're going to see one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty strong. And, uh, cool to see one from a guy who's like been toiling in the minor, the Cubs minor leagues for a while, uh, to see him finally get that shot. So, um, yeah. Um, so pretty cool there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk about the bus, uh, hang, uh, for the, for Rockies day one. Um, uh, like I said, I had a lot of cards in tow. Jack uh, put in a request for a couple uh, cards, yeah. uh, which I was able yeah. to. And you, you, yeah, you, you gave me a couple of them, Jeremy, and I ended up getting a few of them signed. So that was that was yeah. real cool. I'm look I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I do too. I have my um, my stack with me too. Whenever we record now, so um, so yeah, so it's pretty cool. So we came, we went over there. Like I said, I had a card for mostly everybody, um, and you know the 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 big issue with all that is just trying to figure out the nondescript guys when they come mm-hmm. by. Um, and so um, I had, they randomly made a tops now card for Brian Servin. the, I would guess you could call him the backup catcher for the Rockies. He did play. Um, he did start this game at, at catcher. Um, <clears throat> I don't even remember what the, what the card was about, but I had it. And so I'm like, well, so, so then, you know, if you have it, you might as well get it signed. So I had the card out there and uh, I was just saying like with, for him and many players, like, you know, I'll never recognize these guys once they're, once they're down there. It's like, sure. I almost didn't recognize Albert Almora and the guy played on the Cubs for like five years, you know, right. More than that maybe. And like, you know, so it's kind of crazy. So, so uh, a guy comes out and uh, Jack, uh, he was like a shorter guy. I think Brian Servin is like five ten maybe or something. Mm-hmm. Um, shorter, like just a shorter, completely nondescript guy, just like dark hair, uh, white guy just wearing a polo shirt, whatever comes out and Jack was like, is that, uh, is that, Hey, is that, is that servant? And, uh, I was like, no, 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 that's just a guy. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, well actually it could be servant based on that, based on that, uh, that description. Um, and I think, I think we, we deduced ultimately that, that, that probably was Brian servant. Yeah, I, uh, I I think it was. Um, I, I don't know that there was any other guy who would have been comparable to him. Um, right. Uh, like like I said, I'm I, I like I told Jeremy, I'm disappointed I couldn't. You know, if he came over and signed, I, I could have said thanks for serving up these autographs. Um, <laughs> you wonder if you could get a rise out of a guy if if, uh, if you know if you would say something like that. But yeah, I think he fit the description. But it's it's one of those things where it's better if you don't know to just not say the guy's name because it's it's worse to it's worse to get it wrong. Um, like I did for Derek Johnson, Reds pitching coach, when I called him Chris Hook. We never, um, we never <laughs> talked about that one, but that, uh, it's embarrassing, especially when the guy actually signs for you. So that that one at least is just like, 
that one is just like a brain fart. It's like right, you know, right. It's like you didn't mis- mistake them. You just like just like you you had a lapse there. I think so. That that yes. one is like you know not not so bad, but um, but yeah, uh, still still funny to to discuss that after the fact though. Um, but yeah, uh, so you know we did. I it wasn't was it it was our first success, right? Last was was the Rockies game last year our first success? Yeah, I think uh, I think John Gray was the first autograph we ever got. So we, okay. we did the Brewers one during that rainout, um, and that uh, that sucked. Nobody signed, but then uh, then yeah, we we decided to go by the Rockies, and that was the, like you said the first success. So we yeah. you know we've we've never looked back. So one of the guys that did come out, um, and uh, I brought a card for. I remember I brought one card. Uh, for this game, and it was Brian. It was uh, Brendan Rogers uh, last year, um, and uh, he he came and went like the like the wind. Uh, pretty yep. much snubbed us. Like didn't really, you know, like when guys don't autograph, they they at least look up and wave. Uh, but he he kind of I th- I'm pretty sure he just breezed right by. Um, so we kind of he had a, a reputation with us uh, going into this game. I still brought his card, same card actually that I did last year, um, and uh, we're like you know. We, we see the guys walking down the, the walkway. You know, we, we have a minute to, to say to each other, like, there's Rogers, there's Rogers. And then, uh, you know, so we say that, and Jack goes, like, no way he signs. No way. Yeah. Like, something like that. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, he actually came out, and uh, he was, like, as he was walking to the bus, he had food in his hand. Um, but he was spitting, too. Like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, which, right. which, which is a pretty disgusting habit. Uh, right. ultimately this is a, a happy ending for this, uh, this section of the podcast, but like, yeah, he came out and he was spitting. And I was like, Oh my God, he's spitting. Like what a, what a fucking douchebag. I was just like saying yeah. it to Jeremy. And then, and we called him over and he came over and signed and he actually made this, he actually asked the security guard to hold his food while he signed for us. So, you yeah. know, cool guy. Um, I guess, you know, there's three games in a series. Maybe guys will decide that they're going to sign one day. Um, we'll, we'll see that when we talk about game number two. Um, but, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it, it, it's, it, there's, it's another day, right? So maybe he's going to sign one day and, and not the next, uh, I guess maybe the first, last time we, we caught him on a bad night. Yeah. Yeah. Quite possibly. I don't remember how he did that night or I know the Rockies got walked off, so maybe they weren't unhappy, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, right away he's, he signed. And I think I said like to Jack, I'm like, you're going to have to eat. Your, I, I said something yep. to you like, Oh yeah. Yo, I mean, you, but I, I, I fully admit back, like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll eat crow on that one. You know, he was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I said you better. Th- you gotta take that back now, Jack. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Rogers signed. It was kind of a good, uh, a good omen for the rest of the the you know the the day here. <laughs> um, and then I I will actually take credit for this, Jeremy. I uh, I think I was the first one to see Chris Bryant. Was I not? Um, yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> At least out of the two of us, I, I was like, hey man, is that Bryant? Um, you know, and sure sure enough, it was. We were not, I, I personally was not expecting him to be there. He's been on the shelf most of the year. Um, Jeremy brought some cards of his anyway, but uh, it was awesome that he was there. Uh, and, you know, the crowd wasn't too big for him, or for, for the Rockies in general. Um, Jeremy and I had prime, we should say that we had prime prime spots. Um, yep. So we called him over, and he came over, and he signed for Jeremy and I first because we were the first guys down the line. And then he just went down the line. He knew how to do it. He, uh, he signed Jeremy's card, which was like a dual Rizzo and Bryant card. He signed the Bryant portion of it. Pretty cool. He took, he took Jeremy's pen, like same pen, and he signed, uh, he signed my scorecard by the Cubs logo, which was dope as hell. Um, and then he just went on down the line. It was really awesome. It was very, yeah. very cool. <clears throat> yeah. We, so this one, I think we should linger a little bit here on this one because like, yeah, so he, he signed, we, we didn't expect, we figured, I thought he would travel. Like if he would travel with any, for any trip, it would be this one. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I forget, too, that they were actually in town, like, earlier, but the Cubs weren't. So, yeah, I guess he wasn't able to, to actually, like, see that. Maybe he saw other Chicago people that he knew, like, earlier in the week, and then when the Cubs got back into town, I figure he probably went to dinner with Ross or something, mm-hmm. maybe Contreras, whatever. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, he came out, which was crazy. I'm, thank God I brought a card. Um, I have a really awesome World Series Tops Now card of him, like, celebrating after the last out that, like, I probably, in retrospect, maybe I should have had him sign because uh, I, it wasn't, wouldn't have, I would have been complete. But now I've given myself a project, um, and the last project I tried to complete uh, was uh, Michael Armosio, and it had me running down, you know, down Clark <laughs> Street to get him. Um, but now I've given myself a project because I have this Tops Now card, this dual card, with uh, about the, with the last out with Bryant and Rizzo, and. Um, yeah, I like um, I got Bryant to sign it, which is awesome. But now I got to get Rizzo to sign it, and I've heard that Rizzo is not um, easy to sign. He does not stop for people, um, so that's going to be a little tricky. Um, but and I've given myself this project, so um, you know I'll, I'll have to see. I'll probably end up having to pay for Rizzo at like a card show or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was going to say you're probably going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so be it. It would be really cool to get this card completed. So it's like it's it's them both like doing the last out. So it's like. This is like an iconic card for Cubs fans, so um, so yeah, gotta gotta make it happen. But yeah, Jack, I I honestly think um, what what Brian did for you was I I feel like it's a legitimate scoop. Like I feel like yeah, it's something yeah. that should be shared. Why? Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't ask him to sign by the Cubs logo. He just did. Um, yeah, he probably figured I was a Cubs fan, um, and maybe I I was still in that mentality from the he, security he, from the security thing. You I know? was gonna say he might have heard he might have heard from the security guards that they're you know that you were down about the Cubs record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, how pissed would you have been if I would have thanked him for 2016? I mean, yeah, that would have been, that would have been, that probably would, yeah, that would have stuck in my craw for sure. That would have, <laughs> talk about, sto- um, it's like stolen valor in a way. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, signing by the Cubs logo though, it's like, was it, you know, was was it a, what is it a slip? Like, was, is he, is he sharing his true feelings? Um, yeah. Yeah. Does he just not like being with the Rockies or does he just not think it would have made sense for him to, to sign it, to sign it by the Rockies logo? Um, also like kind of a snub for him. To, if he would have signed it by the Rockies logo at a at a Cubs game, you know, for presumably a Cubs fan, uh, that would have been that would have actually been been pretty funny. Uh, he didn't yeah. do it though. He did he did the classy thing. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. I definitely feel like it's something. I mean, I do feel like the you know they'll always be Cubs for sure. And um, you know after he's retired, he'll probably be around. Um, you know, I would say like probably maybe once a season or something. You know, um, yeah. So. Yeah, or you know, if he doesn't actually move back here or whatever. So yeah, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, that was um, that was pretty cool. And again, just I I still kind of can't believe that we got him to that he was there and that he signed. I mean, it was it was yeah. awesome. That was really cool. Uh, and like you said, Jeremy, and I was thinking the same thing. Like he looked really healthy. Um, he did. Like, he looked he looked great. He looked like he was in great shape. He's like a strapping guy. He's, he's big. He's a he's a big dude too. When you're right up close to him. Um, yeah. But yeah, he definitely looked like he could have been on the field. Uh, of course, I don't know how he, how he's feeling, but you know, I don't know. They're paying him 25 million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Or I, whatever they're paying him. Yeah, maybe his heart isn't there, isn't in it for for the Rockies, but uh, could be. Yeah, yeah. But uh, don't tell the GM. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but moving right along, uh, yeah, there was there were there were plenty more autographs to be had. Um, Ryan McMahon uh, came out. 
Um, and uh, he uh, he signed he signed uh, again. Like we we got some big names on the Rockies. Like we did unexpected um, names, and yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I got I got McMahon on the Heritage card. Uh, he hit a home run in that game. Jeremy told him nice bomb today, which was <laughs> uh, which was good. Um, I don't think he I don't think he really heard you or said thank you. Sometimes sometimes guys will react to that stuff. Sometimes they won't. Right. Um, that was cool. Uh, we also got uh, 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 Toglia as well, which was cool. The, yeah, Michael um, Tolia. Um, the, yeah, the, the the promising young player. He almost kind of reminds me of like Todd Helton or something. He's like kind of a big a big left-handed guy who plays first base. Um, yeah, he looked uh, he looked super fucking young though. Like he looked like a kid. Yeah, yeah, he looked yeah just um, <clears throat> yeah just super baby face. Um, he uh, looks like he just turned 24 too, like last month. Okay, yeah, um, he looked. He uh, came out of UCLA. Um, uh, good prospect. Cool that we got to see him in what's essentially his first month in the big leagues. But uh, yeah, yeah, he looked. He looked like a real young guy. Probably out of all the guys we've seen at the bus, uh, I would say he looked the youngest. I mean, he looked like he. Oh, yeah. He looked like he should have been in college. Yeah, I, 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 I could, I, I'd say that. Um, and yeah, we'll see if he becomes a fixture in Colorado. You know. It's, Feels like he could be with um, the that ballpark and um, <clears throat> his power. Like I, I think that he should be playing first base, but um, they got him out in right field. Um, but uh, but yeah, they also have CJ Crone. So um, and it's, for some reason they have Charlie Blackman DHing. It's like why not DH Crone and play Tolia at first base? But uh, I digress. Uh, not not yeah, I would never question Bud Black's. <laughs> Um, thought process there. Um, no, uh, yeah. Also, since we're talking about Crone too, we got CJ Crone as well. He was another guy I wanted. So uh, yeah, yeah, Jeremy, thank thank you for uh, the heritage card on that one. Uh, that yeah. was cool, Jeremy. That was another guy you said nice homer uh, the other day. Crone had grounded into a pretty crucial double play late in the game, so he didn't. He was kind of like salty as he was signing, but he did sign, so it's still cool of him. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, real quick we got um, Ellerice Montero, who was part of the uh, Nolan Arenado trade, which I also think could be kind of. I think him and uh, him and Tolia could be like you know uh, like uh, mainstays at in, in the at the corners um, for the infield for the Rockies for a while. So sure. that could be cool. Um, we got Austin Gomber too. Um, you know, I had a card of his. Um, if I didn't have a card of his, maybe I wouldn't have. Uh, went for him but uh but yeah we got gomber um but yeah uh so i think yeah um to go back to ellery's montero really quick um we um a guy showed up right before montero came out right it was right it was pretty much like right before yeah i think it was right before yeah and uh this guy came out and um he was uh, a Rocky super fan for sure. He had like mm-hmm. a Rocky's jersey. I feel like he had like purple shorts on or something. And he had these like purple glasses on, like these like party glasses, like clear plastic all the way through purple, like no frames, just like one piece of plastic uh, purple. And I feel like he had more like necklaces and stuff on. Like, yeah. Um, do you do you recall any, anything else that he was wearing? Well, Jack? yeah, he, he had a, he had longish hair. Uh, he also had like a hipster beard. Um, as well. And he, he had a certain way of talking where like, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, but, um, you know, he, uh, he just seemed like the type of guy who hangs out in like, you know, hipster type bars that are like slightly (laughs) divey, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, it's funny that you, you, that, that, that's, that was your read on him, Jack, because to me, he just looked like some guy, like just some like, 
Rocky, like one of those human mascot guys. Like I couldn't even, <laughs> sure. I don't think I could even like look past his, like the fact that he was wearing like all Rocky stuff to even see any sort of like personal life of this guy. But uh, it's funny. He he had like a goatee. He had like a, I would say it was like a coffee house goatee, like a nineties coffee house goatee. Uh-huh. Like, like just, he looked like, he looked like maybe he could have been like, yeah, like a, an extra in a coffee house in like a nineties indie film. Um, but also like that one that took place in Denver and he was also a big, uh, Rockies fan or something, but, <laughs> but yeah, like it was just funny. Like he just had a funny demeanor to him and like, I don't know if there was anything hip about him other than maybe the, the style of his beard, because he seemed to me like he was just like, he had like a, 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 a little binder where he was getting autographs. And I think it was like a Rockies binder. Like, um, so he, he said he was in town. It, it, I, I felt bad for the guy because he was like, Oh man, I didn't know that. I didn't know about the bus. I didn't know that, you know, you could get autographs here. And like, I don't know where he was, but we were already like an hour into the being by the bus. I feel. So he showed up late and like, he asked us who came out and, and he's like, Oh man, like, you know, darn it. I wish I would have known. And I'm like, are you coming back? Are you going to be here tomorrow? And he's like, no, I fly home tomorrow. He's like, I came in for the, the socks and I saw this game, and now I'm flying home tomorrow morning. And I was like, ah, sorry, man. Like, next time, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I legit felt bad for the guy because he could have been getting – he probably would have appreciated these autographs more than we do uh, just being a Rockies fan. But uh, Yeah, he, he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, the, the way he phrased it, because the Rockies played the White Sox a couple days ago, or like before, he, he's like, yep, saw Sox rocks, then came on yeah. up here. <laughs> That's like right, that. Sox rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then his reasoning for, not, for flying home, he's like, I can't take that much time off work. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like you can't take like an extra couple days. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I could see him being a beer snob. Um, I don't know, man. He just gave me um, that vibe. Man, uh, but- I, I, it's funny. I I I mean, I was just gonna say like, can't take that much time off of work. I mean, like, it sounds so nerdy. Like, I feel like he's like, yeah, just like a, a human mascot or something. But <laughs> um, but yeah, that's you know, it's funny. Uh, he was definitely a funny guy to to look at or like to yeah. just to like encounter. Um, but I did say to him, I'm like, you know, like, well, you know, that Montero might be the best, best auto of the bunch. So, uh, you know, we'll see. And he was saying like, yeah, you know, once he figures it out, whatever. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm lauding your like rookie guy here who you got for Arenado. It's like, you know, just take, just take the compliment, man. <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, I don't even know if he stayed for the end of the bus either, but, uh, yeah, not, not, nice right. guy. Uh, you know, yeah, real, right. real nice guy. There was this other guy who randomly came up. Um, he was just, again, some completely, like, uh, regular-looking dude. Um, I don't even know what the context... I think the context for this was just, like, graphers knowing where to be and when. Um, yeah. But he, you know, he, it was it was also kind of shoehorned into whatever we were talking about. He's like, yeah, you know, I was just I was just with Jeter last week. We were in New York, and we were opening up a new line of cards, and, you know, we were outside the Today Show to promote it. Um, yeah, and right. yeah, there were there were graphers right there, and it's like, hold on a second here, you like, you you can't just walk into a conversation with random people and start talking about how you know Derek Jeter. Like yeah. you're clearly just you were he was so clearly desperate for us to be impressed by that. Right, yeah, and for sure. The funny part is that none of us none of us were having it. Like none none of us gave no. it to him. None of us asked the obvious follow up question of, wow, you know Derek Jeter? Like, yeah, tell me more you? about that. Yeah. And then who are you? You must be you must be someone to notable too. Jack, I actually do think that that guy is somebody like I've seen that guy before and I can't I cannot place it where like I I 
maybe it's through bait. Maybe he works for tops or something, or like he's a baseball guy. But of course I didn't ask and I, I did not care to ask. So no. that, you know, that does not change, but I do. He looked familiar to me. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'll place it one of these days and I'll like, you know, it'll, it'll come to me, but like, but yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, yeah. The people were graphing out there and it's like, uh, we didn't even tell him, you know, we didn't even give him a heads up or something like that. Um, and like, he did say he he did he said like oh uh, I didn't know you could still do this like you know back you know I used to do it back in the day you know years ago and uh, you know they were shutting it down back then or something but uh, oh he can't the first thing he actually did was he came up to us and he's like so how's Graffin been with COVID remember he said that like sure like he he was really trying to yeah really trying to like kind of establish himself but um, but yeah we were not we were not biting for sure. No, no, uh, that was uh, that, w- that was kind of funny. And Derek Jeter, you know, one of the most famous baseball players of uh, the past generation. And, you know, the guy, like, guy's best friends with him. I mean, we didn't give him anything. So I wonder if he was a little disappointed about that. But I, I right. will be interested, Jeremy, when you finally do place him uh, to find out who he was. Yeah, um, it, yeah, there's something. It, I think he might work for Tops or something. Like, I've seen him, like, do a video, like, where they're, like, ripping cards or something. I don't know. It'll, it'll come to me. I mean, he might just be some guy that I – saw it at a card shop in chicago once or something so i don't know but uh yeah it'll it'll come to me but but yeah i digress well uh both days there were the of course there were the kids out there selling candy to the uh, players yeah. um and it, it it's it seems like a really despicable scheme because uh th- there's like an older guy who's maybe like about 20 or in his early 20s and it's like he's making these little kids yeah, sell the candy i think which he's is older just than fucking, that even yeah he's probably older than that i mean he seems like a young adult um, so, uh, anyway, he's clearly just making these kids go out and sell the candy and he's like supervising them. Uh, but it's, it's not a, it's not a good use of these kids time. And it's also not like, you know, teaching these kids good life skills either. So it's just, it, uh, it's just bullshit. It's completely misguided in every regard because like, yes. I mean, well, it'll turn out that this might be the first sale they ever made, but like, um, it's like the players won't even stop to sign an autograph. Like, why would they stop and buy candy from some like sus looking kid? You know, like, yeah, like, so that right. there, And it's like, what do they think? Like, cause they're baseball players. You think that the guy's going to be like, here's a hundred dollar bill young man and keep the candy, you know, like, what do they think is going to happen? Like, like that's, that's the mentality there is like, they think that because they're, they're rich baseball players that they're going to give them like, you know, 1000 times what the candy is worth. Like, dream on dude like they don't even stop to sign autographs like why would they stop to buy your candy um and not to mention yeah that the dad is like totally like like ha- like forcing these kids but i was just saying to jack like they would be better off just asking random people on the street like probably drunk people too will probably you know i'm sure some yeah. drunk guy would buy like probably like ten dollars worth of candy or twenty dollars worth of candy um but uh but yeah so like it doesn't make any sense like it's just it's it's for every time that it maybe has worked for them in the past, like it's got to be like, you know, like 25 times where it didn't work. So like, it seems, that seems like a bad use of time. Um, not to mention that it's actually fucking with people who are there for a reason. Um, and it's just a bummer all around. Yeah. And it's just a bummer to see because like the kids are like, you know, I think they should be home playing or something like playing with their friends or whatever. And yet they're out here like hawking candy. It's just, it's, it's just a bummer all around. It is. And and like you said, it, it distracts from the issue at hand, uh, you know, because we're over here trying to get autographs um, and like, they're trying to get money from these guys. So it's just, right. it's bad. 
Um, Carlos Estevez uh, came out, and you know he was super nice. He was like kind of joking with people. Uh, there was a, there was a family with like kids right by us. I don't think they were Rockies fans. I think they were Cubs fans. But like he came out and signed for them. We didn't really try to get him, um, but uh, he was a we nice guy. He, we weren't a hundred percent sure it was him. Like it's like no. we knew he was a on the Rockies, but we were like, you know, is he this guy? Is he that guy? We weren't sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, he ended up having some interaction with those candy sellers too. The, um, the, like the well, yeah. So like the kid, like he signed for everyone. He was just about to leave, and I think the the candy kid got up there, and of course they don't they didn't know he didn't know what it what this was at first, and so he kind of like leaned in maybe to give him an autograph. And then he saw that it was like a kid trying to sell something. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry." Like he was, he was like trying to be nice and like, like, like let them down, like nice, like gracefully. But like, it was, um, yeah, it was just like, why is this guy even having to deal with this? And like, you yeah. know, that might make him not come over there the next time because he doesn't want to deal with that shit. And right. uh, so, like, he was at least nice about it, but it was just. And then they, he wasn't the only one. There was there were other guys coming up to the candy people, like, kind of putting their hand out, like, ready to grab the pen to sign. And then they see that. Then like, they don't put a pen out. Then they look. They're like, what? And it's like, candy, what? And then they like get out of there. And it's just like, geez, like, this is just bad. It's just uh, it's just bad uh, form, and it's bad for the people who are trying to do something. It is, and, and you know we got we got more on them in, in game two. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so one guy we really wanted was Dave Megadon. Um, yeah. Jeremy had a cool Jeremy had a cool Mets card of his. Um, you know, I you, we both been aware of him. Uh, you know, since we were young. Um, yeah, you know, we even like we're... That... Oh, go ahead. Played in the. Yeah, I was gonna say he his career spanned from '86 to about 2001. So he uh, he he's the rare guy who kind of overlaps both of our like childhood baseball lives yeah most definitely we were even looking up like he was on the 86 mets for like you know september call-up so we were thinking like we could even ask him about that a la that one fucking smoky joe whatever oh what was his name inches michaelis um, oh inches michaelis yeah uh, yeah. uh talking to uh the ricky the horton pitch- yeah yeah right right yeah um, yeah well it turns out that dave megadon is uh he completely snubbed us uh yeah, absolutely I mean, snubbed us he looked like the walking dead like he, he looked did. just sad and de- and like de- depleted and like fucking comatose, like catatonic. Like he walked, he walked, he like kind of trudged to the bus. Um, maybe he had like a shoulder bag or something. Just like looking down, mouth open, like eyes kind of like 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 wide and like kind of rolling, and just like he just looked like completely head like just he looked like he was drunk or something. Like he just looked completely out of it and just like just like trudging through life and like maybe that the Rockies lost that game they didn't get a hit till the sixth inning like maybe he was upset about that but like the guy was just like completely a, a complete mope and like I was thinking I was like hey, man, we maybe did him a favor by not trying like to get his autograph like harder because the guy seemed like he was just ready to, to crawl into a corner and die or something it was yeah, crazy I, I, and yeah, like even even the like he was wearing like a, a polo shirt and like you know he had it, he had his bag slung over one arm, but it's like the bag was also like tugging at one end of the collar, so like his collar yeah. was like ripped ripped open. He was just he looked disheveled. Uh, yeah. And you know you talk about things that are a bummer for everyone, but after Bryant signed um, and after like most of the other big Rockies had come out, like everybody had the, the crowd had like completely dispersed at that point, at the point when the coaches were coming out. So it was like, it was me, Jeremy, and this other, like, graffer guy who was right next to us. It was basically, it was just the three of us. And, you know, you said we, we you know, we could have tried harder, but we did try. 
we did try like somewhat hard and we we clearly said like hey dave hey dave could you sign one and like he heard us and just looked down it was just it was embarrassing for everybody it was it was really sad yeah so it was just it was not good um and you know he did the same damn thing the the next day so yeah he's a he's not he doesn't seem super super friendly no um yeah just just pretty bad um so um, one of the guys, like, so there was a security guard. It's it's actually kind of a bummer now because it, it seems like there's a new, there's a different security guard over by the, the visiting bus each time. And yeah. so, like, you know, we don't get a chance to see, like, the guy with the gun or, like, um, you know, the guy who was, like, talking about, uh, like, with his fucking idiot friend, like, about what they're, you know going out to dinner or whatever they were or going to that party or whatever. So it's like, it's kind of a bummer, but so there was a new guy there this time. He was like an older guy. Um, uh, seemingly friendly. He was kind of like a, a scrawny kind of guy, like a, like a small guy. Um, and at first it seemed like he was kind of like blocking the players. Like, like we have like a straight shot that would like our prime spot is like straight down the sidewalk. So like when the guys walk to the bus, they're walking right at us. Right. So they can't not see us. But I felt like for the first couple times, the guy um, <clears throat> was, like, looking at us, and um, he, uh, or, like, the, the players were coming out, and he was, he was like, kind of walking with them and, like, kind of turning his back to us and almost, like, shielding the players from us. And I, I thought it was on purpose, and it was kind of pissing us off because I felt like he kind of, he kind of screwed us a little bit with maybe some of the earlier guys that came out. Um, but, but eventually he did come over to us, and, like, when he saw that we were getting a lot of autographs, um, he was like, Oh man, he's like, you're going to get your whole book filled up. And he was like being nice and actually encouraging and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. He said some other stuff like, uh, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, uh, they're not, you know, whatever they used to do this when I was a kid or something, some stuff like that, whatever. Um, he actually, uh, said, uh, well, Jack, go ahead. You can tell him. He, oh, he was well, talking about, uh, yeah. Other ballparks, right? Yeah. He was talking about other stadiums that he'd been to and he was talking about how much he loved Wrigley field, but he's like, yeah, you know, I've been to St. Louis. I didn't really like it. I've been to Miller park. You know, I didn't like that one either. And I, <laughs> I just like, I, I just didn't say anything to it. Um, I was going to be like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm from Milwaukee. Um, but like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say anything. Here's the thing. I, I think Miller Park is not great, like, in the grand scheme of, of stadiums. Uh, it might not even be in the top half at this at this point in the year 2022. It's not great. They have good food. It's fine. It's not It's not a real um, – it's not – I wouldn't say it's a great place to watch a game. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's the baseball stadium that the Brewers have. Wrigley Field is definitely way better. You're way closer to the action. Uh, it's a much better atmosphere. There's more tradition. Um but that being said, like he did, he did insult the Brewer Stadium right in front of me, and I didn't say anything. So um, it, I guess that's on me. It, it there was like a, a, you know, I, I wouldn't say a hush came over the room because um, uh, it was just kind of us. But like uh, I did go silent there because I was like wondering if Jack was going to say something. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you clocked I, it. Did, yeah. Did I say good food? Did I say that? I, I you, you know what? You you might. I think you did say you did say good food. You did. Yeah. So you you help you help me out there for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that 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 we said we, we kind of blew by, it, but when Michael Tolia came out, he was um he was saying uh, oh, what the frick did he say? I, maybe because he said it twice. He said something like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get your whole book signed," and then um something happened. Like he was like signing for me. And he said something like, uh, you know, hey, uh, yeah, these guys uh, really want your autograph or something like that. Or like these guys are, you know, really um, 
signing the autographs today or something like that. And I said, I said to to him and Michael Tolia, kind of, um, I was like, I said like, yeah, yeah. The Rockies have been great. Uh, yeah. You guys are, you guys have been awesome. Like, yeah, the Rockies certainly are, uh, you know, a nice team. Like I said it like to Tolia, but I think Tolia was like, you know, already moved on at that point. So I was kind of saying sure. it to that guy, but, uh, um, you it, did it, say that. Yeah. It was kind of like a needless brown nosing, like, um, to like a guy who's only been with the team for a month. But, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that'll make him like sign more in the future. But, uh, but yeah, it was like, it, I forget exactly why it came up. So now I'm like kind of forgetting like how the conversation went, but I do remember saying like, Oh yeah, the Rockies are really nice and we, we appreciate it. That's what I said. I said it like that, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> it was like um, Eddie yeah, Haskell was... ish or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I recall that now. Um, well, uh, we waited till the very end. Um, and, uh, you know, Bud Black did not come out last year, uh, but he, he came no. out, he came out this year, which is awesome. He came out with Mike Redman. Um, yeah. so we, we wanted to get both of them, but, uh, Redman did not sign, but we called for Bud Black. And well, Bud Black did- real, 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 real quick, real quick. We had the graffers, we had the graffers dilemma, which has been happening kind right. of a lot lately. It happened sure. uh, a couple times earlier this day too. But they were both coming out, and uh, Jack was like, who do you want? Who do you want? Who would you rather have? You know, we have to say it, like, real quick to each other. Like, who do you, who do you want to call for? Who do you want to call for? Right. And I was like, uh, he's like, who would you rather have? And I'm like, I'd rather have Bud, but I, I, I want Redman. And so, like, we called for Redman first, and Redman just, just breezed on by. I guess he, like, waved or whatever. Yeah. But, but Bud Black was, like, two steps behind him, one step behind him, whatever. And uh, we called him over, and he, he came over. Yeah, it was awesome. And and just to go back to that that ho- the whole dilemma that you go through, you got you got to just figure out one guy you want to call for um because there there's never been an instance where two guys come over to you. It's always just right. it's always just one guy that's going to come over. So yeah. uh sometimes you'll get lucky and one guy will be a little bit behind the other guy, but also if if you call for, you have to call for the guy you want first. Um, it's almost kind of an insult to call for the other guy after you miss on the first guy. You know, it's like uh, it's yes. like ask, it's like asking one girl to prom and then she says no, and then everybody knows about it, and then you have to ask another one to prom, which actually yeah. happened to a guy guy at my high school very pu- <laughs> very publicly. I will not I will not say his name right now. Um, listener Steve would would remember. But uh, any anyhow, yeah. So Bud Black came over. He walked over real slow. And he yeah. like looked real. He looked real confused. Like he looked baffled. Like he he, he had no idea what was about to happen. Yeah. Um, he had his and, eyes like a little narrowed. Like he was like kind of like sizing up like my book and like just yeah. us. Like I, maybe he was like scanning to, to to see how old we were. He maybe was looking at my book to see if I had like eight Bud Black cards. I don't know. Right. But he was like he was like walking over really slow. Like what is this? What's going on here? You know. <laughs> like that's kind of like what his face was saying. Yeah, and, and so the security guard, he comes over and he grabs Jeremy's pen and he starts signing for uh, Jeremy. And the security guard goes, they got you, big guy. And Bud Black goes, they got me. They got me. Just real resigned. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As if, now, like, just the, us getting him just could, could not be helped. Like, it was an inevitability. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, like he got, like, he got, like, he got caught speeding, you know, like, on, on, a, on a deserted road. <laughs> Like they right. got me, <laughs> like right. You know, I but didn't just totally, it. totally owning it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, Jack, did 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 the security guard say that first, or did Bud Black say it first? 
I, I don't know. Um, okay. That, that's a good question. Because at, at some point, the security guard said they got you, big guy. But I yeah. don't know if that initiated Black's thing or if Black had said it and then he said it and then yeah. Black said it again. Yes, that's how I that's how I want to play it back in my head, Jack. I, I think Bud Black okay. came over, started signing. He's like, they got me. And then the security guy goes, they got you, big guy. He's like, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll like, maybe we'll like, we'll make that the story. But like, I sure. mean, it was just fun. Like, that's a, that's a hilarious, like, I feel like Jack, me and you will be saying that to each other. Like until we're like old and gray, like they oh, got yeah. me. They- <laughs> that was, that, that was, that was amazing. Um, and then, and then the moment was even better. Cause yeah. like, you know, obviously this guy's kind of clowning around or just like, he's definitely got some, some type of vibe. Um, but he, he also had a, a mustache in his Kansas City Royals picture, which he, he used to rock, um, you know, back in the day. Um, yeah. And Jeremy asked him, you going to bring the stash back, bud? And he just goes, no. That was all he said. That was all he said. As he kept signing, he didn't even look back at Jeremy. But he did hear him, and he did, he did acknowledge the comment, but he just said, no. Uh, no yeah, right. that was, that was and awesome. Then, and then, um, I, you know what? I think that that, uh, that that Colorado guy was there because I think he also – oh, no, no, no. It was, it was the photo guy, the guy who was next to you because he yep. la- we all laughed about it too. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. awesome. I mean, it's, it's cool to make like, you know, like your friends laugh. It's cool to make like a group of strangers laugh. It's even cooler to make like, you know um, – I mean, he didn't – like I, I set Bud Black up basically and he like he, – right. he knocked it down. Um, right. but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome moment. It was really cool. Yeah, that was great. And then, and then of course, like the kids are still there selling the freaking candy. Um, so Bud Black sees him and like, yeah, he, he actually acknowledges these kids, which is rare. So he looks at the kid and like the kids, like, but Bud Black goes, he's like, how much? And the kid goes like one for five or two for 10. And it's like, that's like the guy who was selling the street beer the other day. Oh, it's yeah. like, what do you mean? Two, two, uh, two candy bars for $10. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But, uh, no. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bud Black, uh, he, he takes out this big-ass money clip with all this cash on it. Like, who, nobody carries cash anymore. Bud Black's just got this big-ass money clip with all this money on it. And he, uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll do the, uh, I'll do the two for ten. And so he takes, he peels off, like, two fives, and he gives them to the kid. But he doesn't take the candy, and he goes, yeah, give the candy to a kid. Um, yeah. like, give it, give it to some kids. Uh, and then he just moves on. I, I love, I love, uh, it's like the crusty old man, like magnanimous solution to anything is to just give it to a kid, right? You, <laughs> right, you know, right. you buy a scorecard at the Cubs game, but you don't want the pencil. Give it to a kid. That's what they tell you, right? Just <laughs> right. And anything that like you don't want can be given to a kid. Right. Uh, and they should be grateful uh, for it. <laughs> right. Right. And that was, that was Bud, Bud Black's solution. Uh, Jeremy, I was also trying to clock this as well. Like, did you see how much money he potentially had on that money clip? I did. Well, that's what I want to ask Jack because to me, yeah. it didn't look like that much money. It, it looked, it looked like, like small. It looked like small bills. Yes, and and I also want to add that he he did give the he he bought the two for ten deal in yeah. big quotation marks. But I think he gave him a five and five singles. Which oh, is did funny. he? I'm pretty uh, sure he gave funny. him five singles. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Like I would say he might have had like some twenties in there, but I didn't see any hun- hundies. No. I saw like some tens and some five. Like he had some mixed bills, but like he maybe had like sixty bucks. I want to say I don't know. I was really trying <laughs> to figure it out. Like I didn't see I didn't see the money clip. I I just saw him like f- filing through the money, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta see how much he has. 
Um, yeah. And like, you know, I mean, but the thing is, like, who has any money at all? Like, I mean, Bud Black's probably in his six, like late fifties. Um, I think he's sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, um, sixty-four maybe he just turned. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, so like. Um, or actually, no, that was, um, never mind. That was when he was traded. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 65. Sure. So, um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, like, uh, you know, he's, he's old school. Like, so he, he probably has cash, but like, yeah, I was desperately trying to see how much he had. He might've, he, he very likely could have had some hundreds in there that I didn't see, but like he had mixed bills for sure. Yeah. Um, so that was cool, but you know what? Like he didn't have to give that kid money and he did. So that was a, that was a nice, nice thing for him. You know, I, I was looking, reading more about his career, uh, with the giants, he signed a four year, $10 million contract. I think it was in the early nineties. So, you okay. know, for a 33 year old pitcher to sign that back then, um, that's, you know, that, that's pretty good. So he's, uh, he was all set 30 years ago when he signed that contract. Um, yeah, right. But, Anyway, still a nice guy. And, you know, Jeremy, I, I was trying to think. We, we had voted. Uh, we had d- done, like, manager awards, and I think we did, like, most boring manager. We, we speculated that it was possibly Bud Black that we chose. I think that was David Bell. I think we actually yeah. voted Bud, Bla- Bud Black the best former player out of anybody who manages. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I, was, uh, I thought that one of us said David Bell. I thought maybe I said David Bell. I thought maybe maybe you uh, I, mean, I might sure have also said. picked Bud Black for that because, I mean, hey, before this weekend, like, he, he was kind of just an unexciting, like, manager who's never really in the headlines for anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, funny guy. Cool guy. Yeah. I should say, too, about just to go back to the stash thing really quick, I, I, I'm i not a guy, like, I don't believe in, like, racking, I guess they call it, like, getting, like, a bunch of signatures from one guy. Like, sure. here, sign eight of my cards, right? So I just want one autograph from a guy. Um, if, if there's a cool card, I might try to get another one signed later or something. But, um, but I did, I did put two Bud Black cards in my binder or in my book specifically because I wanted one of him with the mustache and I, 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 I planned on saying it, but I assumed I would chicken out. But then when, like, when, when the levity was there, like I was like, eh, I'm going to go for it, you know? And I, yeah. I threw it out there and it was, it was awesome. It was very cool. Yeah, it was great. And then, and then, as he as he drove away, he was simply staring straight ahead. And we <laughs> waved at him and said, "Bye, bud." We tried to get his attention because you know we we had been through a lot together. We built we built a relationship. So, uh, and he he completely ignored us, which was perfect. So yeah, was he was great. just staring. At, he was just like yeah. in shutdown mode at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was interesting because he was not the last guy on the bus. Um. A couple other guys like straggled on after that. One of which was Charlie Blackman. Yeah, um, yeah, and and, and every, every actually every Rockies fan, especially the you know hipster mascot guy, said, "Oh yeah, he's a really nice guy." Um, like he goes on the fantasy camp stuff oh, for the yeah, Rockies. Right. So, so uh, you know, we uh, I kind of figured he wouldn't sign, but we did say like, "Hey Charlie" and stuff. Um, I mean, we might have like tried to call him over, but I think we knew the bus was going to leave. He still waved though. You know, he wasn't an yeah. asshole. Like he waved at us, so that was cool. Yeah, he's in that category of um, <clears throat> waved at us, you know. So right, better right. Than, better than completely snub, uh, snubbing us. So right. So yeah, so that happened, um, and then uh, yeah, things kind of like um, wound down there. It actually all happened pretty quickly. I feel like by the Rockies bus, like we were kind of done pretty quickly. It, it we seemed were. like. Um, so we figured we'd go on that tip, like we we got last time from our, from our buddy Chris, and we walked over and and listen. I I now have another mission. Um, uh, on on my hands to get Christopher Morrell because uh, I never found that card. Um, so and you did have it in your hands briefly. 
I had it in my hands for like five seconds. I looked at it, admired it, and then it was gone from my life. Um, <laughs> very, I'm like, oh, look at this. Very cool. I'll have this forever. And then I never saw it again. Um, anyway, um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so I'm like, I, I do still have this Christopher Morrell uh, mission hanging over my head. I hope to get him before the season is out on that card. Um, so we headed over to the Cubs uh, uh, parking lot just just for the hell of it, just to see what, you know, just to see what what was up. Um, we walked by, and um, were we even there for a long time, or was it? We were there for, like, two minutes. Yeah, two minutes, and then a car. I actually think another car drove by, because, yeah, like, Jan Gomes drove by at oh, one point. Yeah, but before that, though, Mark Leiter Jr. walked by, and you yes, got his autograph. Yeah, right, so Mark Leiter, yeah, right, we saw Mark Leiter Jr. walking through the parking lot, and um, he was coming out on foot. Um, and uh, the next day, Rowan Wick actually walked through as well. Um, but um, <clears throat> but Mark Leiter Jr. was on foot. I, I clocked him. I, I, I spotted him. And we came up and we got him. I happened to have a Mark Leiter Jr. card on the Phillies. So, I mean, I was saying to Jack, I'm like, yeah, he's in that category of guys I've said horrible things about. And if he only knew, he would never sign for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was cool that we got him, you know, any autograph, any autographs, a cool one. Uh, so we got him. Um, and then we kind of moved over to the side, like, and we're waiting for like the Cubs guys to drive by and, um, a car comes and just pulls over. Like no one even yelled for him or, or anything. He just, we should say too, we were there. Um, it was me and Jack and then like a family of like four, I think like a, a mom and a dad and like two kids, I think maybe like a boy and a girl. Yeah. Um, and so they were standing there trying to get autographs and just us two and car comes over, pulls right over, rolls the window down. And he's like, almost as if like he, it was like a checkpoint. Like he had a show as like, you know, <laughs> uh, license and registration. Um, but he pulls over, rolls the window down and it's Nico Horner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And the kids run over and, and try to get his autograph and, you know, he signs like a Jersey, uh, he signs whatever, and then, like, we get in there, our adult asses get in there, and we, we get our autographs from him. I have him on a card. Um, so he signed. Um, he uh, signed Jack's scorecard. Yep. Um, and, you know, very simple, very cut and dry, like, just, just, like, four autographs total, and he can be on his way. I will say that as I approach Nico Horner, as we all approach Nico Horner's uh, car, I did hear the doors lock. <laughs> Which was nice. really funny. Yeah, this is really funny. Like, I mean, and I don't blame him at all. I mean, yeah, fucking lock him up, um, you know. And uh, so, but he did sign for us. I did see he had his phone like on his lap, and he was his like text messages were blowing up. Um, but he signed for, for the four like our four autographs, and seemingly um, was on his way. Um, we kind of stepped back, and then from out of nowhere, Jack. Let me, if, if you don't mind, if I try this voice. I don't mind at all. All right, so from out of nowhere, we hear a voice going, Can I get one for Millie? Can I get one for Millie? <laughs> and everyone was like, What? And up running, up uh, comes running this old, like, German lady, I think. German, yep. Austri- I, Austrian? It had, had to be. It, like, let's, yeah, let's just say it had, like, that German accent. Yeah. And she, with a golden retriever. And uh, on a leash. And she's like, can I get one for Millie? Can I get one for Millie? And uh, and Nico Horner goes, uh, so she's trying to get an autograph for her dog, I guess. Yep. And she's yes. holding the leash. So she's like, she's like, um, you know, 
she hands him the leash. And the leash was like fucking old and dirty and just, I'm sure the dog drooled on it and chewed on it. And I'm sure it was fucking, you know, nasty. And Nico Horner, like, God bless him, I guess. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And uh, and then she, that, and she's like, okay. And she's like, and then she like, she like pauses and then she like swivels around. And she's like, I, I don't have a pen, but I don't have a pen. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I had my Sharpie in my hand. It was almost like. I got caught red-handed. Like I'm like, Ugh. like she looked at me. I had the sharpie in my hand, and I had to like give it to her. I'm like, uh, you can use my, you can use my sharpie. And she's like, oh, thank you, thank you. And like, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Jack, you heard him say something like, yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, Jeremy, just just to go back, um, you know, y- you mentioned everything was normal, very cut and dry. Uh, he signed four autographs, two for yes. the kids and two for us. It was fine. He was going to drive right away. Yeah. I, I don't know how I can compare this lady, like, stepping into the scene to. It's, it's only, you know, not, not to make another wrestling reference, but, you know, just considering our audience, a lot of people will probably get it. But just, you know, when you would hear the glass break and all of a sudden Stone, <laughs> Stone Cold would run out and give somebody a stunner. It could happen at any time, right? Just completely unexpected in the middle of a match. So that was that was what it was like when this lady came in. Just like totally unexpected. Nobody saw her. Like it's a pretty no. wide open area. She yeah. was nowhere to be seen right before she just like materialized out of nowhere with her dog and started yes. just and just like chaos ensued. Oh. Yeah, and then oh wait, and then so like then Nico's like, Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll sign and I give her the marker and then I'm kinda staying close by and then she like tries to pull the leash and the dog has now laid on the ground and she yes. can't like pull the dog over. She's like, Oh no, Millie, Millie, come on. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Nico, just peel out, man. Just drive off, dude. Um, yeah. and like, and she, she like yanks the dog. The dog like just sat down. It was so funny. And like, she couldn't, she then couldn't reach, reach the leash. So she kind of yanks it and gets it like on his door and then, like, I guess Jack heard him say, like, oh, yeah, yeah it's a beautiful dog, right? Yeah, so as he was signing the leash, and he actually, like, he, so he signed the leash uh, for this dog. Um, and, yeah. like, uh, you know, he signed his autograph. I think he even wrote number two on it. Yeah. Um, and then he, he said to the lady, he goes, oh, it's a beautiful dog. And, Jeremy, I think, I think you, uh, you, you heard him say that he grew up with golden retrievers. Yeah, he's um, like, yeah, I had a golden retriever growing up. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. That's that's what you call a yes and folks like that. That is a classy player. Um, yeah. I'm sure he's been Nico Horn has been asked to sign a lot of weird things. He's probably been asked to sign like body parts. Um, definitely. He's he's probably <laughs> been asked to sign money uh, oh. since we've seen it twice. It's probably not an uncommon occurrence, but I doubt he's ever signed an autograph for a dog. Um, yes. and, yeah. he, and he did. He did there. So it was a classy thing for him to like say that, <clears throat> which is great. Um, one thing I was thinking, Jeremy, is, is, you know, uh, I think Air Bud was a golden retriever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they've made, they've made a ton of Air Bud movies now. It's played out like, you know, yeah, Air, Air Bud, golden retriever, or the original Air Bud played basketball. There's probably a volleyball one, maybe like a softball one. I think, I think the next Air Bud movie, Air Bud should be a grapher, you know, and it could be, <laughs> it could be this dog, right? Um, yeah. so that, that was ridiculous. <clears throat> so then finally, like, thank God. He signs the autograph for this uh, woman, gives gives you the pen back, and then he peels off. Um, and so then she doesn't she doesn't leave first of all. No. And so she 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 goes up to us like this family was kind of having nothing to do with her. Um, so she comes she comes up to us and uh, uh, she had all these questions about like who he was. And then so so you know Jeremy she, she was shows like, her right right after she got the autograph she's like 
I think she even said while Nico Horner was still there, like while he was signing it, she goes like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, I think um, she said that to his face. Yeah, so he leaves, and then, you know, she she asks us well, who, who he was, and we say, we yeah, say, he was a... Uh... We should say real quick, too, then, like, while he was signing for her, then this other people came over, and they had him sign, like, his, like, their, like, Mexican Independence Day flag or something, like... Oh, God, they, yeah. So two other people like... came over, and I was just like, oh, no, like, what did, like... I wanted to say to Nico Horn, I'm like, uh, Nico, sorry, man, I'm sorry we got you yeah. into this, like... And but, I think the reason the the Mexican independence flag lady came over was because uh, the the this German lady was being so loud about yeah. wanting to get this autograph that it just like somebody else heard that autographs were being given, probably not having no idea who Nico Horner was, and again needed to get something signed that was completely unrelated to baseball. Yeah. So she asks, she starts asking us like who he is and just details about him. So Jeremy shows her the card of Nico Horner, and she looks at it and she goes. Ooh, yeah, yeah, ooh, very lasciviously, and then she starts asking us, she's like, how old is he, and we're like, ah, yeah, you know, 23, 24, like, whatever, like, it was, it was definitely like she was saying that she thought he was attractive, yeah. um, which was very strange, and then, and then she kept, she kept asking, she kept asking us, she's like, so, will I be able to wash this? Like, referring yeah. to the leash yeah. that, that she had had signed. She was very concerned that, like, she would now no longer be able to wash she, this. She said, and, like, I was going to go home and wash this. Yeah, and so that, that's the age-old, the age-old conundrum, Jeremy, of, like, I'm never washing this bitch again. You know, like... <laughs> I know if it's, she would have just that, dropped that, that would have been. Yeah, awesome. that that guy was so vehement about it. Like you know, you got you got to have that mentality. If you're getting if you're getting a an article of clothing or something similar signed, like that's the mentality you have to go into, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I think that. Um, but but that's you know we saw it again, right? So it, it's like it, it it comes back full circle to that. So that, I think that was another thing that was great about it. Yeah, it was. It was just it was amazing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but it was, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it seemingly went on forever. She kept saying, like, What's all, his name again is, and I was like, Nico Horner. And she's like, Nico Horner. Yes. Okay. Nico Horner. And like, she's yeah. just like, what was it? Nico again? Nico. Okay. Nico. Like, it's like, oh yeah. Nico Horner. Boy, how many more times do I have to say it? Like, and then she even, she even took a picture of like the, my card. Too. She's like, yeah. I'll show this to my grandson or something. Like, yeah. And then, and then she she was gonna wait around for more autographs. So she's like, Will there be more of them coming? Yeah. But um, I think eventually the the dog wanted to like go. So she's like, All right, all right, we going now? And then yeah. they, <laughs> and then they went away. Uh, and and that was that was an all an all an all timer. It sure it sure was. Um, yeah. She was like, she's she's like, I I heard her say like. Oh, maybe I'll have to come back again. <laughs> like, like she's gonna like plan her. I I was thinking like, is she gonna like plan her trips, her dog walks now to like walk by? But um, but then I was like, she's not gonna know when the cut when the game ends and how much time to give. So like, no, I uh, yeah, I don't know if that'll be a problem again. But uh, but yeah, it was just it was just uh, just I don't know, just crazy. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, so that, that happened, uh, we saw, like, one more car came, come out, and we thought it may have been Chris Bryant again, but we yeah. weren't sure, the car, the car didn't stop, and the, whoever was in, the, there was someone in the passenger seat, that was the person we thought looked like Bryant, but they had their, like, they had their arm up, like, it was, like, resting against the ceiling, or, like, grabbing one of those, like, 
uh, uh, sport coat hangers or whatever they are. So like yeah. they they were blo- they were blocking their face from our view, so we couldn't we couldn't quite see who it was. A friend of mine called that the oh shit bar. Oh, okay, okay. Like um, when 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 you're driving and someone like you know, like swerves and you grab and you're like oh shit and you grab onto yeah. that that handle. Sure, sure. But, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. That's a good yeah. that's a good name for it. Um, um, but yeah, we didn't know. Uh, we weren't sure. Like the haircut looked the same, but uh, didn't recognize anyone else who was in the car with him. But. No, no. So that that was bizarre. Jan Gomes drove out too, um, and then Jeremy asked him about Morel. Yeah, the, I went, he asked the family that was with us about Morel. I, I went up to the family and like I was waiting for my moment to ask them like, "Hey, did Morel come out?" And um, the guy, like the dad, I kind of was like, uh, "No, I don't think so." And like the mom, like was like. No, he came here on a scooter, like, and I was oh, like, God. I was looking at her, and I'm like, this lady is like wasted, like she was like <laughs> slurring, and she's like, no, he came here on a scooter, he's not here anymore. And I was like, Ugh, okay, like fine, but like I was like, she was like really drunk, and like they were like seemingly up until that point, like, you know, they seemed like you know apple pie wholesome family, but it's like the mom was maybe drinking a little bit on the sun, um, right? So yeah, I don't know what happened there, but. Um, but yeah, so so that was that. Um, so that was uh, game one, Jack. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was game. Yeah, I was, Jack. I was gonna suggest we kind of put an edit point here in case we, after the fact, decide to turn this into two episodes. But yeah, do you, you think we could plow through and do this in twenty minutes? Yeah, I was gonna say let's just play the highlights from this next one. Um, obviously right. we got it. We we we've kept the stats, uh, but let's. Um, I, I think that uh, a lot of a lot of things are gonna be similar about these two. Yeah. So uh, we could kind of just run through it in about twenty minutes. I think that sounds good. Okay. So real quick, I got there early again for game two. Started graphing again. I was able to get Jared Young, which was really cool. I told him. I said to him like, Hey man, uh, really glad I got to see. You. Really glad you got that first hit uh, yesterday. And he's like, Yeah, me too. Um, so that was cool. Like I, I really would have liked to get him. I'm very cool. That I got him on like day two of his, um, his, uh, baseball career. Uh, I got Rowan wick. Rowan wick was funny. He was coming over. So people were, other people were trying to get someone else's autograph and Rowan wick walked over and I was like, Hey Rowan, you got time to sign one. And he kind of did this like shrug shoulder kind of head tilts thing. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. And, uh, he signed for me. I told him like, uh, Hey man, I'd like to see you back as the closer. And then I was thinking like, maybe I shouldn't have even gone there. But, no. uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but anyway, I got in and got out. Um, and then I actually saw, um, ESPN, um, radio, like Chicago radio host, like longtime Chicago sports talk radio or like just Chicago news guy, David Kaplan. Um, and, uh, me and my buddy, me and, uh, Mark, um, uh, Mark Bubblebath, uh, we talk about Cap, Cap a lot. Cap is just the ultimate Cubs homer, just like Cubs can do no wrong. And, uh, he was walking by and like, I, I went up and I got a selfie with him just because I wanted uh, I wanted to send it to Mark. So I got a selfie, sent it to Mark. We kind of laughed about it. Um, and then Jack, I gotta say, after the fact, after I I, I, I went home, I I, I I part we parted ways. I went to my mom's house to just help out over there really quick, and I was driving back to my apartment, and I freaking saw Cap Dave Kaplan again crossing the street. Weird. Um, and uh, it was crazy just to see the guy twice in one day. And he was in my neighborhood. He was. It looked like he was going to this bar. Um, but I checked his Instagram uh, later, and he was actually leaving this Cuban restaurant uh, right on Irving Park, uh, right in my neighborhood. Me and my wife have been there before, and it's it's damn good, really, really good um, food. They kind of serve all kinds of like uh, cuisines because they have like Puerto Rican food, and they're obviously a Cuban place. 
And uh, so I'm like, oh, he was. He, there was a picture of him in front of that place. And so he was leaving that place. And I was looking at the picture, and there's five people in the picture. It's like him, his son, uh, some guy. And the fucking – and Wilson Contreras was there. Oh, weird. So he went and ate with Wilson Contreras at this Cuban place. So like, Nice. Yeah. Q, Wilson Contreras definitely knows the good restaurants um, to get food. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he was with Wilson Contreras later that day. It turns out that I think he went down to the sidelines to try to get Wilson Contreras' attention to be like, hey, we're still on for dinner, right? Um, but, yeah, so, uh, anyway, that, that happened. Um, I should also say that I got Adbert Elzelay, um before game uh, game two also. So, that Cubs uh, sideline proven to be like kind of like a decent spot for autographs pregame, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that uh, yeah, that that's uh, uh, quite a haul over two days. Yeah, I think to all told, like we, I think I got like sixteen autographs over two days or something, something crazy like that, or fourteen, something like that. So pretty awesome. Um, uh, we were sitting this for this game. We were sitting behind home plate in the upper deck box seats. Um, so we're right by the uh, press box, which is really cool. And um, there's, uh, you know, you can see into the press box. So you can see Shambi. You can see uh, Ron Coomer throwing out those fruit chews. I think we, t- I think we talked about that last episode, but I think we did. Yeah. After the stretch, he throws those out. And one guy that you, that's all the way into the right of the press box in the bottom corner is uh, the Cubs PA guy, uh, Jeremiah Peprocki. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, second year doing it, I think like young guy, like kind of an interesting story. Pre-game, he was like, it was, I think he was doing, uh, he was in, announcing the first pitches, right? So he's like, all right, everybody, like, uh, here to throw out the first ceremonial pitch, a guest of, you know, Maker's Mark, uh, the, the CEO of uh, Beverages North Midwest Division, uh, Bill Simpson or whatever. Yeah. And, like, then he goes out and he throws a pitch and then he announces another guy and he's doing all these announcements. He's reading off a script, reading all these announcements. And in the middle of of him doing this, there's, like, three people, two fans and, like, one Cubs attendant and they're standing, like, in this section looking up at the press box and they're yelling, Jeremiah! Jeremiah! And, like, waving at him. And it's, like, the guy is, like, in the middle of, of making announcements to the stadium. There's 35,000 people there. He has to, like, do it right, say the guy's name right, say the sponsor right, or else the sponsor will be pissed. He's announcing to, like, 30,000 people, and these people are like, Jeremiah, hey! It's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? The guy's working. Yeah, and and one of those people was a Cubs employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Cubs employee was one of the people. It's like, what the hell? Like, what what, what was the deal there? What was going on? So, yeah, I don't know. Weird, but, uh, again... Moving, uh, moving right along. And, and what, what did they think the outcome was? I mean, maybe, yell, maybe they were he was going to wave at them, or like maybe announce on the scoreboard. It's like, yeah, and uh, and in in section three nineteen, my friends, uh, right? You know, were they trying to get him like to to mess up and say, hey guys, like while well, it's like, oh, live mic, you know, like, like <laughs> right, I, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, people have said worse things on on live mics before. Just ask ask Tom Brenneman. But, I was going to um, say in in uh, press boxes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. um there yeah. were these people in front of us, and I, I didn't see this specific incident, but, like, they were definitely a presence throughout the whole game. But it was a mom and a kid. Um, I felt yeah, kind of okay. bad for the mom. But, yes. like, the, Jeremy, you, you uh, like, the, the kid was, like, you know, he was his his own thing. Um, so the, the mom was, like, she was maybe a bigger lady, like, sitting there at the end of the row. Like, um, like you know, it seemed like she, she like, was kind of set in her place and just chilling. Like, it was a hot day, you know, and, like, 
this fucking kid who was with her, like, I heard the mom say, like, like, Billy, no. Billy, go that, like, you know, right there. Like, she was saying something to him. And the kid was, like, the kid was, like, visibly freaking out. He's like, and, like, his hands were, like, flailing. And, like, he was, like, just, like, throwing, like, a tantrum. And what what happened, the mom said, like, like, Billy, just go that way. Like, go to that aisle. And, like, he was trying to make her get up so he could go out. And instead of just walking to the aisle, and there was no one to their left. So they were at the end of the, the aisle on the right side. But, you know. Don't make the mom get up. And he, the kid was like making, like he's, he was like trying to tell her to move so he could get out. And she's like, go that way. There's no one over there. And the kid was like, like a cartoon, like just freaking out. It was crazy. And then like, and then the kid like stopped. And I think he like was like, okay, I'll go that way. And then he turns to the mom and he, and he like puts his hand out. And then the mom had to like give him money, of course, because he's a fucking kid. So right. like, not only did he like just completely like, you know, trash his mom, like berate his mom. But then he, then he's like, now give me some money. Like, you know, and it's just like, Oh God, that's, that's brutal. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then I think, yeah, the kid would like stand up randomly. Like for a while there, Jack like had like three different people stand up directly in his eyesight, which is kind of, yeah, it was, it, it was brutal. bad. And these were the good, uh, these were good seats too. This was like the 300 level. Um, so we, we were kind of right behind home plate, but, uh, yeah, it still couldn't, uh, still couldn't shake it. Still had a lot of people, uh, standing up. Um, yeah, there was, was there also so it was, it was a Saturday game, and I think on the weekend games they have uh, little kids run out to all the positions except for mm-hmm. pitcher, um, and like get autographs uh, before the game starts. So they had they had that happen. Um, this was a Saturday game, uh, and uh, there, there was a little kid who came up to home plate, but this kid was about two feet tall. I mean, this kid must have been maybe three years old. Um, and yeah. Hay- Hayden Wasneski, it was his first start, and we're talking this is like right at the beginning of the game. So Hayden Wozneski could not start warming up for his first inning of being a starting pitcher until this, like, little kid left the field. But it was like P.J. Higgins and the home plate umpire were talking to this kid, and it was almost like they were trying to get him to understand that he had to leave. And yeah. the little kid, the little kid, like, wasn't having it. Like, first P.J. Higgins, like, got down on one knee and was, like, talking to him. And then I think the umpire saw that Higgins was having problems and came over and started talking as well. And it's like, somebody, like, you know, get the get the public relations lady to just, like, you know, pick this kid up and get him the fuck out of there. Like, yeah. Wesneski, gotta he's got to warm up before his first start. Like, somebody get this kid out of here. What's, yeah. what's, what's going on? It- at first, it was like, oh, Wisniewski's not going to like this, you know, like, you yeah. know, having like just heard what we said about his general demeanor. But after a, a while, I was I was like on I, I was on his side. I'm like, get this fucking kid out of here. Like this, this guy needs to warm up. Like and yeah, it's his first major league start. Like, you don't think he's a little like nervous, maybe. I mean, he seems pretty self self-assured, so maybe he wasn't nervous. But, um, you know, it's like enough already. Get him out of here. Like, get this kid out of here. Get those kids off the field. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, Ben Perkins said. But um, but uh, but yeah, like, yeah, he wouldn't the kid wouldn't go like the kid like looked like shell shocked. He was just like, Ooh, like yeah. Like, just looking at like these people and rightfully so there's like 35,000 people surrounding him and it's like maybe yeah public relations lady like spot eyeball the kid who might be a problem and stay close to him you know 
Yeah. And then get him the hell out of there when it's time for him, when he doesn't leave on his own. Like, yeah, yeah. She, it it should have been on her to like, you know, take the kid and take him by his hand and just, just walk him the fuck away. So the guy can yeah. warm up. I mean, we have, we have Max Scherzer not letting like the Japanese ambassador on the mound to, to throw pitches. And like, and th- this is happening at a Cubs game. It just, it seems, <laughs> right. it seems absurd. Yes. Incongruous. Um, so, so yeah, so that was, uh, that was, that was wild. Um, Wisniewski, like we said, threw a really good game. Um, he, did. he definitely he seems majorly ready. I think you should, you got to pencil him into the rotation for next year. Um, you know, just again, don't uh, don't search his social media presence. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, the game kind of trudged on as normal. Like um, it's unfortunate because Elzelai also made his uh, season debut this year after being out for most of the year with an injury, um, and they kind of put him in as. A tough spot. He he came out and he was struck out the side in the eighth inning in a tie ball game. Um, we should say the Cubs were winning one nothing for the whole game. They left Wisniewski out there a little too long and uh, he gave up a run. But again, like I guess it's for development purposes. Um, I kind of think they should have pulled him, but whatever. Uh, and then same thing happened with Alzali. Like he came out, pitched a great eighth inning. Then they trotted him out there from the ninth, and he like walked the second guy, and ended up giving up two runs on a triple or on a. He gave up an RBI triple and an RBI single, and the Cubs ended up losing three one. Alzali took the loss. Um, Wisniewski probably definitely definitely deserved the win, but um, yeah, not not much happened there, um, except for uh, yeah, I guess uh, Jack, I, uh, I made committed a major uh, faux pas, I guess, huh? Well, in in your own eyes, you did. It would have never yeah. occurred to me. But right. uh, like j- literally, like the last game we went to, you're like, yeah, you, you always got to wonder about people getting food in the eighth inning. Like that's a questionable <laughs> thing to do. Um, but you know, I don't think you you pro- I don't think you'd like eaten much that day. So you're like, oh, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna go get something. So then in in like the the eighth inning, you went and got a a brat and yeah. like came back. So like I guess do as do as you say, not as you do. Um, <laughs> But but it the brat the brat did look the brat did look pretty good so uh, I mean it ended up being a good decision for you I I went through a lot of emotions uh, with that whole situation because number one I was like I, I I was wavering back and forth like should I get food should I not should I wait whatever obviously it's expensive I hadn't eaten anything all day so like I, I was anticipating I was one thinking maybe this game could go into extra innings two I was thinking like we got a long road ahead of us with the bus. And with the Cubs bus, like if it was anything like yesterday. So like, I don't want to be out there and like get the shakes or something. Like sure. I get the shakes when I don't eat and like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's bad. So I'm like, let me just run and get a goddamn hot dog. Just, I'll eat a fucking hot dog. And like, I know I just, I know that I just said that. Um, but, uh, also though, those people that got food in the eighth had also eaten like three other times. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. There is that. But anyway, I digress. But like, yeah, it was still, it was a faux pas. It's like you made it so far and then like, you're going to spend 15 bucks on like a, on a sausage. So I go up there, no hot dogs to be seen whatsoever. Like not a single damn hot dog. So I'm like, what's, what's the next smallest thing? I guess a brat. So I got a brat and I did, I, I was expecting it fully to be like fucking like dried out and like, like stale and just bad. But I got it, and it actually it was damn good. And then I was eating, it and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I got this brat. So I I absolved myself of my sins, I guess. Sure, yeah, and it uh, it, it did look quite tasty. Um, but yeah. uh, Jeremy, like you said, the game itself, uh, uh, outside of a, a good outing from the Cubs starter, ended up being kind of a downer. Um, the Rockies the Rockies won it late. Uh, we, we were we were talking about how much we hated the Manfred man. So I, I mean, if there's any consolation, at least we didn't have to see one of those uh, extra inning games with a guy in second base. 
Um, yeah, sure. Game ends. Uh, we get another comment you had made real quick, Jeremy, is that when you go to back-to-back games, odds are like you know odds are pretty good you're going to see one win and one loss. So if you're a fan of that team, that's never a good thing. So you know we did yeah. that did play that did end up playing out and being true. Um, yeah. We got down to the bus again. And uh, we didn't get as good of spots today. There, there were already a couple of people who were who were there, um, yeah. and it ended up being a much bigger crowd today, um, and and a very pro Cubs crowd. And unlike yesterday, when I got the vibe that people were kind of surprised that Bryant was even there, or nobody was really waiting for him. Today was a uh, it was or yesterday a Saturday rather was mostly Cubs fans who were waiting for Chris Bryant. In fact, there was like a, a probably a twenty five year old like woman with a Bryant sh- jersey. Who who said to whoever was with her like, oh, I, I just want him to see that I have it, um, <laughs> right? You know, so th- there yeah. were there were lots of um, lots of Bryant fans there we, waiting for Chris Bryant. We should say that that lady was that girl was with like an older lady, like maybe her aunt. She had aunt vibes, like aunt yeah. or mom or whatever, and like. She had. She also had like a crazy like New York like act. She's like, oh yeah, honey, you're gonna get him. Don't worry. Like she like, had this, like <laughs> crazy like 1940s like turn of the, or like you know like like uh, like Vito Corleone's like grandmother like uh, like voice or whatever. It was just really sure. weird. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, so they would come into play a little bit later. Um, but yes, this as much as um, the bus was experience was uh, amazing on Friday. It was fucking insufferable on on Saturday, and it was made insufferable through just the collective energy, the collective chemistry of the people down there. It, I yes. Jack, I I went and I graphed over with the for the Cardinals one game. Uh, I think the game after we went because I was trying to get Mike Maddox, and like it was one of those things where like every no one there knew anybody, no one there knew any of the players. Uh, they were all guys all there for pool holes. And so this one, they were all there for Brian. They didn't know, they knew none of the fucking um, Rockies. So when nope. guys would come out, when guys would come out, a collective group of people would be like, hey, and they would like wave. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And they were just, and it was just like such a like a half hearted, like, but like just like sugar coated, like trying to be like cute. See, like, hey. And it was like, this is embarrassing. It's a bummer. It's like embarrassing for the players. It's insulting. I feel um, there was one guy who, like, you know, when everyone's going like, "Hey," the one, this one guy was going like, "Oh, there he is! There he is, right there! There's the man! There he is!" Like doing that shit. It's like, come on, man, you suck, dude. Like, stop talking. Like, like spare us your voice. Um, and it was just, it was a bummer. And it was like that for everybody. Like, we were the only ones who knew anyone. And like because of this next thing that happened, like it, we were hesitant to yell out for just anybody. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, so the, the candy kids were there again. Um, yeah. and you know, there's this one, there's this one little, little like 10 year old boy. And he, he's the one who's the one how, who, who got money from black yesterday. And so he was there again. And he was also with his, uh, uh, this, this little girl who was a couple <clears throat> years older than, older than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so he was like trying to push his way in. We we didn't let him in. We we were very determined not to let this little kid in. But he was he was hearing us say some of the names. He was listening to what we were saying. He and listened to was, every single thing we said and repeated yep. it. And we w- uh we said a few names and once once we would say a name, he would start to yell out the guy's name. Yeah. Um, so like but 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 he was wrong too. Like he he would just hear what he heard. I mean, he actually heard a lot of the stuff we said, but he like did. 
um, <clears throat> like for example, like Brendan Brendan Rogers came out or something, and I go like Rogers, and then he's like Rogers, he's like hey, he's like Roger, hey Roger, Roger, and it's yep. like oh god, like no, like fucking buzz off, kid, like you know, like I wanted to, like it was bad, it was a bad situation. Um, it it was, yeah. um, and so so then uh, you know, as always happens, the first bus moved, and they have to move like the stanchions that are in front of us. Um, and then they, they put him back, but when, like, during, during that whole dance, um, you know, you have, you, you sort of get displaced from your spot, uh, and then you have to fight your way back. So, when, when the first bus left, and the second bus pulled up, and they replaced the stanchions, um, the kid took my spot. Like, because <laughs> yes. he was just in, like, a position <clears throat> to be able to take it, and he goes, I got a front row seat! Um, yeah. and I just wanted yeah. to fucking, you know, just, I was pissed. Um, and he also yeah. had a Stroman he, bobblehead that he had obviously just like some some adult probably had given had given to him, and so he just like opens the bobblehead on the street and leaves the fucking you know the box and all the he, styrofoam he mut- just on the street it. just just right in front of him. He mutilated the fucking thing and left all of the trash and litter just right on the street. Just you know you know right so much right for by like, where right by where a player would walk would step into like if they came over yep. to actually sign for us. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. much for Don. Uh, you know. Uh, 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 who was it? Daniel Burnham. Like so much for his plan of like keeping <laughs> Chicago beautiful. You know, you just got this kid throwing fucking trash all over the place. Um, yeah. You know, th- thanks a lot. So um, uh, I will say too, he also was saying like when he got that spot, Jack. He was saying like, oh, are they? they, they I bet they're mad at me. I bet they're mad at me. I, I got the spot. Like I got I got the front row seat. Yeah. Like just like fuck this kid um and uh so anyway but he starts to try to talk to us because like you were next to him and he'd taken my spot so i was right behind him um and so he starts trying to talk to us and we gave him nothing man we completely froze him out like yeah just bad vibes all the way um yeah it was uh Mm. it was great and then at one point because we were ignoring him so much he asked us he's like hey if i if i give you two thousand dollars would you let me throw this bobblehead at your head um So, yeah, yeah. Like, if you gave me two, th- yeah, if you gave me like a thousand dollars, can I throw this bobblehead at you? And uh, I, yeah, I was just ignoring him, and I, I wanted to say like, you could throw it in my hand, and I'll keep it. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like so he was just like, but he was just like saying all kinds of stuff, like a little kid. He said at one point he's like, "Do I do I annoy people? Do I talk too much?" <laughs> like he kept saying that, and it was just like, "Am I? Do I annoy people? Like, uh, do I make people mad?" And like. And, you know, so, like, you know, yeah, obviously, kid. But, like, you know, he, as he was trying to talk to me, like, he was – he said – he was like, he's not he's not even t- listening to me or whatever. And, like, I was going to be like, yeah, you know, my friend should be standing there. And, like, I would be talking to him if you weren't standing here. So that's why I'm not talking to you. Like, I wanted to say that to the kid. That, that um, would have been good. <clears throat> I also wanted to say, too, to both him and the girl who was a few years older, like, maybe maybe strictly to the girl who was a few years older, I wanted to ask her – what you'd said before in the podcast, which is what's, what's the logic here? Like, do you think, cause these guys are rich baseball players are going to give you more money? Like what, what do you think? What do you think is going to, the outcome of this is going to be, um, and just be a fucking, just be an asshole about it. But anyway, yeah. cause she, she was right next to him too. Um, but I, I think that she, she got bored of it and she kind of just went away and she gave somebody else her spot. And we were giving the kids such bad vibes that eventually he left and, and went back over by the girl had gone to stand by the side. And then like that older guy who sort of, you know, he's their fucking, uh, their capo. Like he, uh, <laughs> you know, he was there too. So the kid, the kid eventually ended up going, uh, over by them. Um, yep. yeah, but just, uh, uh, yeah, just again, just a bunch of, just, just a bunch of BS. 
Yeah, it sucked. Royally sucked. Um, and so, like, yeah, so the point, like, I didn't want to yell out for anyone unless I really, really wanted them because right. I figured that – because then that kid, as soon as you said a word, the kid would, like, repeat it. Um, yes. And so it was bad. So, yeah, luckily they eventually left. Um, <clears throat> the, so, yeah, they were – so at this point now they were, like, at the far end of the bus um, by the, by the like, the driver's side. And um, there was that still group of idiots, these freaking milk toast like bogus idiots. And um, they were like, so um, Brent, Brendan Rogers does come out and he has food again. <laughs> I think, Jack, what did you say about Brendan Rogers? Um, I, I, I said that he always eats the spread, right? Like he yeah, always, he's, goes he's always, the uh, what'd you say? I think I said he always goes for the spread because I think he did yeah. it last year too. Yeah. Or like he said, like he's always, uh, you're sure you're for sure he's he's always for sure taking something out off that spread or something like that I yeah forgot the something way he like that it, yeah it was pretty funny um <clears throat> but so he did come out with food and then you know instead of saying like, hey brendan can we get an autograph some moron just goes like hey brendan what are you eating and like and it was just like oh you idiot and like i in in my mind so as soon as you said that i, I kind of like audibly went like ugh. and to my surprise um the kid the candy kid does the same thing he rolls his eyes turns his head sideways slumps his shoulders and he's like really that's what you're gonna ask him and i was like i'm like kid you, you know you might be onto something there you're still uh you know you're still a, a pest but you're you know you, you might be onto something at least you can call out a, a dummy when when you hear him um yeah, so that, that's that was, like that's like the moment in a story when the the uh the villain and the hero have to work together to fight like <laughs> a big a bit to fight a bigger villain you know yeah exactly um, so like he, he, yeah, he earned back a slightly little bit of points there. Um, <clears throat> Michael Tolia came out, got absolutely nothing. Um, nope. they didn't, no one even like, they didn't even do the, the half hearted hay for him because they probably thought he was a kid. Um, right. you know, uh, so, you know, a first round draft pick, uh, probably got like a $4 million signing bonus, but like, you know, Oh, you know, just completely ignored. And it's like, he definitely deserved better. Um, yep. than that. Um, so uh so yeah he um he came by came and went uh the only guy who came over to sign for us was uh Jonathan Daza yeah uh and he, he it, it was like he, he, we didn't have to work that hard for it either like I think you just you just called out to him like hey Jonathan and like he I, he came I, right over and he signed he was cool I, I actually said Daza like I oh I, did you yeah and it was in my mind it was kind of like a uh Marcelo Zuna sort of thing if you right if you saw his uh body cam uh DUI footage. <laughs> it's like I'm Ozuna uh, so like I was like Daza like and he, he it was kind of cool because he was with like a group of four guys kind of like the same four guys he came out with last time yeah and I go like Daza and like he he looked over and he kind of looked for a second and like he wasn't sure and then like he came over and he saw um you know we were we wanted an autograph so he signed for me he signed for Jack and he may signed for like one more person um, and then like, and as he's signing for me, that lady who I said earlier, the fucking like 1940s Brooklyn lady, she goes like, Oh, like as he's signing my autograph and yeah. it's just like, lady, you're embarrassing both of us and yourself. Um, and then, um, <clears throat> then Dazo walks away and I'm like looking at the auto and she's like, she's right on top of me. So she looks at it and she goes like, Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. And it's like, come on, lady. Like, please. Like, I know I'm I know I'm asking for autographs like a little kid, but don't treat me like a little kid, for God's sakes. Um, so that was uh that was just it was embarrassing. 
Yeah, that that it, it was bad. Um, and it was also bad. Like nobody, he he only signed like three because nobody else wanted his autograph. No, um, because no one else who knew who who the hell else he was. No, no. Um, so we were getting out of the bitter end again. Uh, Megadon came out again. We got stiffed by him, and I, oh, I speculated yeah. that Megadon was wearing the same shirt because it it looked like the same yeah. shirt. So yeah, then I Bud think it, Black. No. Yeah, yeah. Bud Black comes out. And then, uh, so Bud Black, I had noticed yesterday when he came up to us, he was wearing a pink shirt, and it was it was a very, like, crisp pink shirt, and I was worried that I was going to get blue Sharpie on it somehow. Um, but he comes <laughs> out again, and he's wearing the same pink shirt. And I started to think about it, and I was like, you know, a lot of the guys who came out kind of looked like they were wearing the same thing that they were wearing yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, again, this is a big, like, crossing the threshold moment, but it's like, if you do the bus multiple times, it's like, wow. Do players, like, do guys when they're on the road, like, do they wear this just this, do they have, like, an outfit that they wear to the ballpark, and then, like, they, you know, and that's it? Yeah. And I, and I think they probably do, you know, like, just based on this. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll have to do the bus two days in a row again to find out, but, like, Bud Black was wearing the same shirt that he was wearing yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, he comes out, and, like, he's just kind of on his phone, and he's, like, not really paying attention to anything. And, uh, again, like, he got basically nothing. And then I, I just shouted out, we love you, bud. And then he kind of, he looks up, like, and doesn't see who yelled it. And he just puts his hand up and waves. And then he walks yeah. on the bus. It was it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really funny. And, like, yeah, I almost, like, it's like I wasn't sure. I still want Morel. So I wasn't sure if I was going to do the Rockies bus um, that day. You ended up, uh, were, you weren't sure if you were going to stay. You ended up staying. Yeah, I wasn't. Ended up saying, thank you for loaning me a Sharpie. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 did that. We um we kind of did the we just did the Rockies bus again, and it was night and day. It's like Daza was the only one to sign. Yeah. Um, all the guys who signed yesterday just blew kind of passed by. Some of them waved, but it was just like just no chemistry whatsoever. The people like the the players had wanted nothing to do with that sorry sack of people out there. Nope. They were all there for Bryant, and we were saying like I would almost wish Bryant would come out, or someone would say like Bryant left. Uh, because then that would have got all of them out of there way sooner. It would have. You know, I, I kind of made that scene happen just uh, uh, on my own. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. You know, it, it was great. Uh, you know, th- there was there was this one time that, uh, like, th- this is the best example I can think of of, like, the sort of thing that I did here. But, like, one time uh, non-listener Chris, who's a big fan of the Batman movies, uh, he, he, did a, he did a thing, like, he was flipping a coin because I think we were trying to decide what to do as, like, a hangout. And he flipped the coin, and then he, he put it on the back of his, his, his hand. And then he realized, like, mid-doing mid that, that it was, like, a reference to Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face in, in, the, in the old Batman movie from the mid-'90s. And so he, he launched into this ridiculous Tommy Lee Jones impression. Just, just, just impromptu, right? He just realized he was in the moment, and he was like, oh, my God, this is the perfect opportunity to do this. So uh, my uh, uh, our buddy Chris walks up to us at the end of everything, like just as the third bus was like pulling away, and he's like, "Oh, hey guys, like what's going on? Like who came out? Whatever." And then I think he asked about Bryant, and then I I loudly said, "Oh yeah, Bryant was here yesterday. He signed for everybody." Just I I was as lo- I was as loud as I could possibly be about it. You know that girl who des- who just wanted to show Chris Bryant that she, that she had his jersey. Um, all the, all the losers who were like, Hey, I said it loud enough for all of them to hear Jeremy. I said, yeah, he was great. He was a real nice guy. He signed for everybody. Um, I mean, I had to Jack, just rub it uh, in, man. 
Yeah, Jack was laying it on very thick. You know, uh, I think beggar's pizza is like we lay it on thick. So Jack Jack right. was like the beggar's pizza of um, yeah. Of I, the I was just there. so I was so mad. I was so mad about the whole yeah. situation. Like that, well, those people made it a complete waste of time for us. Yeah, I mean that was yeah that was like an hour of frustration <laughs> pouring out of Jack. I I. I it might have been slightly over the line. Like I, I felt bad for that that lady, like the the lady. Like, oh, oh yeah, the the one with the jersey. Well, not the not the girl, but the the the, the Brooklyn lady who was with her. Like sure, that, that lady was just like she was trying to be so nice, although she never really uh, engaged me. She was just like kind of looking over my shoulder. So whatever. But like I feel like that. I feel like that maybe broke her heart to hear that. And like I, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> I think. I, it seemed like maybe the people might have known that you were really like laying it on, but um, but yeah. Then there was this guy next to us who was wearing like one of those masks. He was wearing a mask, but he was wearing one of those masks that like looks like a duck bill. Which, yeah. Like, I don't know why people wear those masks, but he was like, "Oh, Brian signed," and like, and and Jack was like, "Oh yeah, he signed for everybody." <laughs> like, like Jack <laughs> really was like like making a meal out of it, and um, and like. I was just like, oh boy, like I, I, I was just like, I was like, uh, just like kind of like cringing up a little bit because I knew like all those people were like hearing him and like just being like, like getting all like upset about it. But, but yeah, I mean, they, the, the most, the majority of those people did deserve it because they, they fucking sucked. Um, I felt bad for that old lady and then, um, maybe the, the duck bill guy, but, uh, the duck bill guy was at least, oh wow, that's cool. You know, but yeah, um, well, and Hey, you know what though? Nothing I said was a lie. Like, uh, also sure. it's like, I was, I was gloating about it. And it was like, the, I it was, was the also gloating. I think it was the gloating. Yeah, it, it was, it was, but also like, uh, he was great. He signed for everybody. Um, it was just bad luck that they didn't come yesterday. Uh, right, and yeah. so that, that's what, that's what you get. That's what you get for, you know, for not knowing any of the other players. So, yeah, well maybe, um, yeah, maybe if they, maybe if they had like some good, um, some contribution to the world, like that they put into that bus hang. Maybe the fortunes would have sent Chris Bryant out there to them, but like, right? They were, they were, they were like vampires. They were like spirit vampires, like just like sucking out the spirit of like all the other Rockies players who were so cool the night before, the day before, and then just like completely just like detached uh, today. And so it was a total bummer. Um, and it was, it, it almost was kind of like a waste of our time. Um, I will say, I'm glad that I got Daza. I think I'm a Daza fan now. I think I'm a Jonathan yeah, Daza well, fan. He hit he hit over three hundred this year, so or he yeah. is hitting over three hundred, so he's pretty good. Yeah, I, I like it. I like um, I like that we got him. But uh, but yeah, that was it. That was it. That was um, that was two days of uh, bus hang. As as cool as like as successful as day one at the bus was, it was as unsuccessful day two. Um, and it was yeah, because it was of those a, shitty a, people. A, t- a tale of two bus hangs, and interestingly enough, the unsuccessful one was after they got a win. So I mean, that yeah. kind of debunks it, right? I, I blame blame it on the people. I blame it on the people. Right. But yeah, you but gotta yeah. blame it on the people. So um wow, this was a supersized episode, but uh we did it. Um and you know, we're gonna have another game coming up for you soon. Yeah, we we did a couple double headers uh in um in like season one or two of the podcast, but uh but yeah, no bus hangs. But um but yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll get to Wrigley at least one more time. We'll get to we're we're going to um uh the White Sox game this week, uh to see an actual like important matchup uh if, yep. if the white Sox decide to like you know be in it um so uh that'll be on wednesday i'm hoping we have a special guest uh for that um but uh but yeah that we'll, we'll get out to the park a couple more times and uh 
squeeze as many games as we can in here in the last uh you know 10 15 days of the season yeah it'll be it'll be exciting so for rain delay theater i'm jack sukowski and i'm jeremy dionisio we'll see you next time bye bye